What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. We got another one here for you this week. It's been a busy week for us. We had the legend himself, Will Smith, back on. We broke down NFL last time. We did MLB this time. Broke down top five players at each positions. Um, had some healthy debates on this one. It, it was a lot of fun. Uh, so follow us on Twitter at Sorry Sports. Follow us on Instagram, Sorry underscore Sports. Check out the website, greatest website in the world, SorrySports.com. We will be back tomorrow. Sean and I will be with NBA. So that gives you something to look forward to. Um, enjoy the pod and please stay the fuck inside. Well, pick me up with golden hand. Oh, let's sail. Oh, let's tell you to run. All the way. All the way. I'm over to see everybody on. Well, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Sorry to Interrupt. Here for yet another rankings list. We're going MLB today. And. Will, you did so damn good last time that we just had to have you back. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me back, guys. I thought it was because we felt bad for him, but I guess you did well. Oh, that's real nice. (laughs) (laughs) However you want to interpret it, he's back for more. And uh, we're going to rank all of the positions in MLB. Uh, Give our top five and three honorable mentions for each position. We're going left, center, right, field all through the infield, ranking our five best starting pitchers and relievers as well. So, boys, let's start out in the outfield. Um, whoa, 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 buddy. You're jumping out oh, of the Oh, sorry. Yeah, give us, tell us about your Christ. song first. Tell us about your song first. This is uh, Will's favorite song, Send Me On My Way by Rusted Root. Classic. Came out in 1994, a little bit earlier than I would have thought. Peaked at number 72 on the Billboard 100. Um and I think it's best known for, aside from me and Will, because we usually listen to this when we're playing Call of Duty, but um, it's best known for being an Ice Age. Definitely. Um, that's how I know it. That's how I got to know it. But a lot older than I thought. Another banger. Another something for, for, for the kids out there to go and listen to. Sean? You're keeping some variety with the tunes, man. I dig it. I try. I try. All right, boys. Why don't we jump in? We're starting with left field. Will, you're our guest. You know the format, name the five, and then we'll go over them. Okay, uh, left field, starting left field. At number five, I have an up-and-coming player in, in Pittsburgh and Brian Reynolds. Okay. Then I have Austin Meadows, Tommy Pham, Michael Brantley, and then my number one is Juan Soto. Okay. Pretty right, strong I'll, list. Yeah, I'll go next. Number five, I actually had Reynolds on my uh, – Honorable mention, as well as Michael Brantley. But I have Kyle Schwarber, Austin Meadows, Tommy Pham, Giancarlo Stanton, and Juan Soto at number one. Yeah, Tom, I like what you did with Stanton there. I I did the same. Uh, My top five goes Austin Meadows at five, Kyle Schwarber at four. I'm going Michael Brantley third, Giancarlo second, and Juan Soto first. All right, so I think we can all agree about number one. There's really not much competition there. 
Um, but Will, why don't you start off with your number five? Break him down. Reynolds out of Pittsburgh. Um, I, I chose Brian Reynolds just not because he's an everyday left fielder. He can also play the infield too. And I'm pretty sure the guy batted close to 300, if not over 300, last year for a terrible Pittsburgh team. And uh, I, he just does it all. He's out there every day, doesn't need a day off, and he's just up and coming. And that's why I put him on the list. Left field is very – you could pick a lot of different fives outside of probably Juan Soto. Um, but I just picked him because of all he could do versatility-wise and uh, staying out there the whole game. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I had him on my honorable mention. I think uh, aside from Juan Soto, probably more than three-quarters of the league you could throw in your top five. You kind of just shake it up and see what comes out. I had Schwarber five. The guys lost a lot of weight. Obviously, he was a catcher slash outfielder at the beginning of his career. Um, didn't play catcher much. Lost a lot of weight. A little more elusive out there in the outfield. A bit better of a fielder than what everybody gives him credit for. And he can go deep any second. He hits tanks, and he's my number five. Yeah, Tom, I got I got Schwarber in there too. Uh, not my fifth, but uh, I got him in for every reason that you just gave. I got Austin Meadows fifth. I like this kid a lot. Uh, hit two ninety this year with just under ninety RBIs, scored eighty three runs, and had a four point oh WAR, which is a pretty important stat in today's baseball. Um, the kid's gonna be a really good player for a really long time. So I got Austin Meadows riding at number five for me. Yeah, man, I hear you. Um, Meadows was my number four. Will, why don't you give us your number four? We can kind of skip mine. Just well, we, we, could, uh, we could do it together because I have Austin Meadows at four as well. There we um, go. Okay. So I had Austin Meadows at four. And, Sean, any more? Any more? I, I think he's a pretty good fielder as well. Um, started out in right field, moved over to full-time left. I think he's better suited for that position. And I definitely think he's worthy of the top five spot down there in Tampa. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, a 364 on base percentage with a 558 slugging. I mean, more numbers that are going to project to this guy being a stud for years to come. I mean, he was a very heralded prospect in Pittsburgh, part of the Chris Archer trade. Uh, Will, I, I'm sure you got more to more to give on Meadows since he's your number four. Yeah, um, you know, you you, uh, you stated all the stats before, but, uh, you know, for having a team that's basically known as for their pitching, to have that guy be the, the face of it offensively is huge, and he's a young guy, and, uh, you know, I like what he does, and I, I think Tom said it right, he started in left field, but now he's in right with the uh, with Tommy Pham parting ways and going to San Diego, so. Sean, why don't you give us your number four, because me and Will were locked in at number four with Austin Meadows. All right, man. I'll, I'll go Kyle Schwarber here. Uh, and, Tom, you were talking about how he still hits tanks and he's slimmed down. And, you know, he had 38 home runs this year, drove in 92 runs, scored 82, 531 slugging percentage. This guy's a beast. Uh, you know, obviously not known for his defense. And I'm sure some of these guys will, will factor in their defensive prowess. I, I just think Schwarber is a guy that – you're going to want in the middle of your lineup regardless of the team you root for. So I had to put him in the top five of this position. Yes, sir. All right. Well, why don't we move on to number three for you? All right. Well, three was a little bit of a shocker for me just for what he does overall. And he did it in Tampa. And I still think he's going to do it in San Diego. And I mentioned him before and Tommy Pham. Uh, the guy always hits close to 275, 280. Always hits over 20 home runs. Um, and also always stays healthy. He can steal a bag for you if you need him, and he's very good with the glove and has a strong arm. So with left field, I think you know two through five can be interchangeable throughout all of our list. But 
I went with Tommy Pham at three because of all he does for well, what he's going to do for San Diego. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. I'm with you on that one again, Will. I had Tommy Pham at number three, and you could said he could steal a bag when he needs it. He could do a little bit more than that. He had 25 steals last year, so he's got a little bit of sneaky speed. He can definitely steal your base. Um, I think he's going to do a good job patrolling left field for the Padres. I like. I like the outlook for that team in the in the next couple of years. Sean, why don't you give us your number three? Yeah, I mean, you guys made a lot of good cases on Fam. I have him in my honorable mentions. He's a, he's a damn good player. I, I also like his projections out there in San Diego for this coming season. I got Michael Brantley third. Uh, this guy was a really good player in Cleveland, had some injuries that really plagued him for a few years there. He signs a deal with uh, the Cheaters in, in, uh, in Houston, but... The guys just flat out hits. A 311 average this year for 22 homers, 90 RBIs, 488 runs. And he's a very good defensive player. Doesn't have a great arm, but covers a lot of ground, makes a lot of good plays out there in left field at Minute Maid. He's just a dependable bat that you put towards the top or middle of your lineup. Uh, he just makes every team better. Good yeah. signing. All right, well, why don't you give us your number two? Well, Sean just said it all for me already because I have Michael Brantley at two. Okay. Um, like you said, hit a 311 last year. He's a, basically a 300 career hitter. Um, if he could stay healthy, he's very good in left field. Um, doesn't really hit that many home runs, but you're you're guaranteed for 15 to 20 almost every year, and especially in that small ballpark in Houston. You know, if they bang the drum, he knows the fastball's coming. <laughs> yeah, very true, very true. Um, so for my number two, I went with Giancarlo Stanton. Um, Sean, I think he's your number two as well. Yep. I mean, you and I talk, we're – Everybody knows we're a Yankee-centric pod. Will's a Yankees fan as well, but talk ad nauseum. Even in injury-plagued years, this guy's putting up 30 bombs unless he's out for the whole year. Um, and me and you shit on him a lot because I think all three of us would expect him to be number one on this list. But right now we got him at number two just because of the fact that he can't stay healthy. When he does stay healthy, I, th I think he might be better than Juan Soto. Yeah, it's tough for me. I can't say he can't stay healthy. I mean, in 2018, he played all but four games. And a lot of them were in right when Judge was hurt and missed six weeks. So he just had one of those years where it was just one thing after another and it was a lost season for him. I still don't think the Yankees view him as an everyday left fielder, but that's where he played most of his games two years ago. Um and we didn't do DHs, so I stuck him out here as well. But, yeah, man, 38 homers, 100 RBIs in 2018, and that's a down year for him. So that just speaks to that just speaks to how good he is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, we've gone over it before. Harper, who did not make my list for, for uh, right fielders, everybody talked about him getting that huge deal and everything. A great year for Harper is an okay year for Stanton. I think that says enough right there. Totally agree. All right, well, who's your number two? Michael Brantley, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, we went over Michael Brantley. So yeah. we're going to gush about Juan Soto for a minute because I think he's 20 to 21 years old? I think we should. Yeah, I, I think it's only right. This guy's an absolute stud, World Series hero, um, one of the youngest players in baseball. He can really do it all. I think, you know, he's one of those outfielders where you can stick him in center, he can do the job. You can stick him in right field. He's still got a really good arm. He's 21, by the way. He can do the job. 2019 stats, he had 282 with 34 bombs. He had 110 RBIs, and he was huge in the playoffs. And he's, again, still only 21 years old. Uh, he's he's going to be one of the faces of the sport, right? Yeah, him, Acuna, a couple others. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, let's not forget about that hit he had off Hader in the wild card game that gave them the lead. I mean, that that their season was on the brink, and he came up with the big hit there. I, I just think the world of this guy, and he's going to be a top five player for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Will, anything else? Well, it's just a guy you could plug in there, and he's going to give you 30 bombs and over 100 RBIs, and there's not a lot of players in baseball that can do that, especially people who are 21 years old. Um, but, yeah, he's going to be a face of that franchise for a long time. He's going to get that Bryce Harper deal from Washington. I can guarantee that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he he's stays healthy. Bryce Harper. One year in. The, the, the one thing that I do love about him is he loves to play the game. You see him always smiling, joking around. It's like baseball is fun to him. It's not just a job. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a poster child for this new, like, let the kids play campaign that baseball's had. They have a lot of great young talent that's going to be around for a long time. That's also very appealing to the younger fans. And he's going to be front and center there. And he made, he made a Washington let Harper go, which was not an easy decision for them, but it just speaks to how good this kid is. Yeah, absolutely. Also love him grabbing his dick right before he gets in the box every single time. Big time. Boys, big let's fan. go over some honorable mentions here. A couple shout outs. Will, you want to go first? Yeah, my three, the only reason I put him in my honorable mention spot is just because I feel like now being in the American League is a DH, and I know we're all big Yankee fans, and he does play a lot of left field, but Giancarlo Stanton, for all the, the things you guys mentioned about him, if he can stay healthy, it's 40 to 50 bombs a year. He's not going to hit you 290, but he'll hit you 250, 260. Oh, he'll hit you 265 even. Yeah, so that's my number one honorable mention. Then I also have Kyle Schwarber as well. Um, for all the good reason, guy tanks just absolutely tees off on right-handed pitching like it's his job, and uh, yeah, like Tom said, he slimmed down, makes more versatile in the outfield, and uh, he's a guy you want out there every day. And then the third one I have, which might be a shock to you guys, but I think he's an he's an up and coming player, is Mark Canna of the A's. Oh, he's in there for me. I've got him too, Will. Yeah, um, I mean he's 31 years old, but he hit 273 last year. 26 dingers, 58 RBIs, and I believe he was injured at some point for an extended stretch of time. But a guy that's going to hit you 273, 25-plus home runs for a no-name guy is, is pretty impressive to me. Yeah, I think he's going over 30 this year easy as long as he can stay healthy. I'm with you. Tom, how about your three? Well, we'll already mention one, and uh, we'll already actually mention two, and Reynolds, which was in his top five out of Pittsburgh, as well as uh, Mark Kent. Um, my final guy is David Peralta in Arizona. He's just steady Eddie. He makes all the plays out there for them. He can also hit the ball a little bit. I just think he needs to get a little love. Okay. Hey, I'm sure he's appreciating this when he'll listen to it. Um, I put Tommy Pham in there uh, for everything that you guys talked about. I don't need to go over that again. I also have Mark Canna. Um, I think we're all in agreement here that this guy's going to be a really good player for this Oakland A's team, which is really young and formidable already. And he played some center for them this year, too, and, and was a really, really did a nice job out there in that spacious ballpark. And I also put in Jock Peterson. I mean, 36 home runs, 75 RBIs. He slugs the hell out of the ball, had a 3.2 war. He was big in the World Series a couple of years ago. Um, I know he's kind of one of those many rotational pieces that the Dodgers have, but when this guy plays, he, he plays very well and he hits a lot of bombs. Yep, absolutely. All right, why don't we move on to center field, boys. Will, lead us off with your top five. Okay, um, what, what I started with is, as Tom would say, a steady Eddie if, when he stays healthy. is I have at five, I have Starling Marte. Then okay. at four, I have George Springer. Then three, I have Ramon Laureano. 
and I have Cody Bellinger and Mike Trout. Okay. All right. So for me, at number five, I have Ramon Liriano. At number four, just starting off my cheating right here, um, he played 82 games at second base and 82 games in the outfield. I have Whit Merrifield of the Kansas City Royals. He's buried out there in Kansas City, but the guy's a stud. Three, I have George Springer. Two, I have Cody Bellinger. And the only reason why Bellinger isn't number two is because Mike Trout plays baseball. Yeah, good point. And, Tom, as much as I love to call you on the carpet for your cheating, you didn't cheat here because the Royals called up their top second base prospect, which pushed Merrifield to center. So nice. that's where he'll be. So he'll be, he'll be their center fielder for, for as long as he's there. So um, I have Lorenzo Cain at number five. I know he didn't have a great year and he was hurt, but he's still a tremendous player and adds so much value to a team. And that Brewer team is part of why they've been as good as they've been is because of Lorenzo Cain. I have Starling Marte, number four, uh, George Springer, third, and then same deal, uh, Cody Bellinger, two, because Mike Trout plays baseball. All right, well, jump into number five for you. Okay, number five, I had Starling Marte. Um, another steady Eddie, as you like to call him, Tom. Um, guy batted almost 300 last year, had 23 home runs at 82 RBIs. But the more important thing is guy steals bases. He had 25 stolen bases last year. And you need a center fielder that's fast and can get uh, run the routes to get to the baseball. So that's why I put him at five. He stay, if he stays healthy, he's had a great career, in 287 career hitter. Uh, you can't ask for more, of that, more out of that out of the center fielder. Yeah, it'd be nice to see him on a better team. He's also a great fielder as well. For for my number five, I think both of you might have had him on your list a little higher. I had Ramon Liriano. I mean, the guy hit 288 last year with 24 bombs, mostly hitting leadoff, 67 RBIs, 13 stolen bases, and he also might be the best fielding center fielder in baseball. He has a cannon. And he's got oh, a yeah. Yeah, no, he's in my honorable mention. Um, I got to see it a little bit more, but I, I do love him. He projects to be a – a damn good center fielder for a long time. Only 25. Yep, and with that arm that you guys spoke about, including his offensive numbers, he's going to be really good. I have Lorenzo Cain fifth. Um, only 11 home runs this year, 48 RBIs, but did score 75 runs. But, I, again, I think he's just such a catalyst to that Milwaukee team. He covers so much ground. He steals bases, and he was a driving force for those Royals teams. I know he's trending downward, but if I still got to pick a top five center fielder for 2020, I still want to ride with Lorenzo Cain because I know what I'm going to get from him. That's fair enough. Whatever. So, yeah, so that's where I'm at. <laughs> he's on my honorable mention, I believe. Yeah, that's fair. All right, well, let's move on to number four for you. Uh, my first cheater of the day, I have George Springer in center okay. field. Um, guy, you know, hit, hit 290 last year. Had almost 40 home runs, almost 100 RBIs. He's a guy that you put in there is going to hit close to 300 with 30 to 40 dingers every year. And uh, a guy that stays out there for almost 162 games a year. So you can't really be mad at that. And uh, he does it all for that team down in Houston. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. The guy's a really good fielder, got a good arm, steals a bag or two when you need it, and he's got definitely a lot of pop. We'll see. I mean, all these Houston guys, I'm interested to see without the cheating how they are. Absolutely. Because the home road splits are pretty glaring. Oh, they're insane. They're absolutely insane. All right, so I will give you my number four, and that is Whit Merrifield. This guy hit 302. He had 206 hits. That I believe that led the league last year, at least it led the AL. Um, 
He had a couple stolen bases, 20 to be exact. So he's a little bit more than a guy who, you know, just catches a, a catcher when he's napping. He can steal a bag for you, a lot of doubles, and he can really field the ball as well. So I think he deserves to be in my top five. Yeah, I like Whit Merrifield a lot. And, I thought I was you know, going to have to, you know, justify this as cheating, but I guess I don't. No, because he's going to be their center fielder. And they've been talking about possibly trading him because he's going to be a free agent and he'll make money and – that's going to be a little tough for the Royals to sell, which is why they wanted to move him to center field, just find any way they could to keep him. Um, I got I got Starling Marte as my number four for the reasons Will mentioned before. I, I like this guy a lot. I think of him just a little bit more highly than you, but, you know, 295, 23 homers, 82 RBIs, and he plays a great center field. I'm just waiting for him to be moved, and it feels like, Every single winter, it's Marte to the Mets. Isn't this like four years in a row? Yeah, absolutely. I they know. haven't found a way to do it. I was going to well, don't want to spend money. No. No. And, again, he's a really, really good player, but is he a great player? And if the Pirates are going to move him, they're going to want a great haul back, and they obviously haven't liked the, the packages that the Mets and other teams have proposed to him. Yeah, absolutely. Well, why don't we move on to your number three? Number three, I have Ramon Moriano. Okay. Um, for all the, the the things you said about him, he's great, great defensive outfielder. He hit two eighty eight last year. You said at the leadoff spot has a lot of pop out of a smaller guy. He's fast, but I, I see this guy as a uh, continually three hundred hitter in the top spot of the leadoff. All right. So for my number three, I had George Springer. Will pretty much already said the stats. This guy plays every single day, and we'll see how great he is without cheating, but I think he'll be just okay. I think he'll be just fine. I've got Springer number three too, Tom. Yeah, he, he'll he be fine. He, he's a driving force of that team. They kind of go as he goes. And, um, yeah, we'll obviously see for all these Astros guys, right? But I definitely think he's a top three center fielder in baseball. All right, for number two, I think we're all in lockstep here. It's Cody Bellinger. The guy's 24, reigning NL MVP. I mean, what do we really have to say? He's he's a stud. He might be the second-best player in the league behind Mike Trout. And he's also the second-best center fielder. I mean, this guy had – he hit 305 last year. Above 300, 115 RBIs, hit 47 bombs in a very spacious Dodger stadium. What, what is it called? Chavez Ravine? What's the name of that place? It's Dodger Stadium at Chavez Ravine. <laughs> um. 15 bags, and he plays really good defense, and he's got a good arm, too. Really good arm. Yeah, and play, and plays a little first base, too. He's kind of a Swiss Army knife out there, but center field is the position they're going to use him at the most. Yeah, this guy, you can make a case, is the second-best player in baseball. And just when we get baseball, having an outfield of him and Betts together is just – that's crazy to come up with and think about. Him and Betts and then Jock Peterson, who was in your honorable mention. Yeah, Peterson, and they've got Kiki Hernandez. I mean, they got a lot of guys. Yeah, absolutely. All right, enough said there. We could probably say even less about this guy. No, Tom, I want you to go. I want you to gush, and you know, you you've spoken about your true love for him. I think this needs to be your center stage. I want you to talk at nauseum about how great Mike Travis. All right, let's keep in mind, Mike Trout's only 28 years old. Mike Trout is the greatest baseball player to ever be born. I said it. Statistically, if he keeps this up, he will be the greatest baseball player of all time. MLB career stats, OPS, 1,000, 1, 1.00. 1. 
On base percentage, 419. His career average, 305. 200 stolen bases, almost 1,000 RBIs already, almost 300 home runs already. He's almost got uh, 1,500 hits. He's almost scored 1,000 runs. Last year alone, he had 104 RBIs. He had 291. Still stole 11 bags. I guess he's not being as aggressive on the base pass. Probably because he hit fucking 45 home runs, so he didn't get on the bases as much because he was circling them. It's very true. He's What's raised- his career war? Must be five something. It's insane, right? Because he had 8.2 just this past year. Yeah, yeah, his career war has to be like five and a half, five point eight, something like that. Oh my god! Yeah, he's the greatest baseball player to ever live. He's got a cannon for an arm. Great fielding outfielder. He's got a couple gold gloves to his name. Obviously, a billion times silver slugger. He's the greatest baseball player ever. And enjoy being nothing in um, Anaheim because you signed that big fat deal. Good luck. I mean, congrats on the money. Anything yeah. else, boys? Uh, no, I mean, that was great. I wanted you to gush, and you gushed. I, I, he is unbelievable. He's the best player of our generation. There's no doubt about that. And I think if he was just a little bit more out there, like as far as ha- having baseball be able to sell him a little bit, but you know, he's been mic'd up in all-star games, but he's done some commercials. But that's not his style. He doesn't want to do that. He plays baseball. He plays it at one of the highest levels we've ever seen. The highest level, thank you. Yeah, as one of the best players of the all best time player. at this level. And I just, I hope it continues. And I, I hope, because Kuhls is the last one I remember who was about on this level. And I know he never was a, the kind of fielder that Trout is. Kuhls oh, pretty but, good. A couple goals. But offensive-wise, but then remember, he kind of fell off because he had he had these injuries. All the foot I injuries. I hope that if we get another five years of this kind of trip, um, yeah, we're, we are talking about the best player of all time. Will? Do I have to say anything else than more than what you guys said about Mike Trout? I don't think so. He's the greatest player of all time. Why don't uh, he's you give unbelievable. Us, why don't you give us your honorable mention? Okay, I have, uh, my three honorable mentions starts with uh, um, who was I going to say? Uh, Aaron Hicks actually. Aaron Hicks is my number one. Uh, when, when the guy's healthy, he's got a cannon for an arm. Hits from both sides of the plate with power. Um, really can track a baseball well, but his only issue is staying healthy. He's always hurt with a oblique or a wrist or something. But uh, if he could stay healthy, he would have definitely been in my top five. Um, after that, I have uh, Lorenzo Kane for all the things uh sean said about him um but when the guy's healthy he's a he's a star center fielder he gets to steal you a bag he's a good leadoff guy uh sets the table for yelich um that's uh that's that's all you can say about him and then my last one is a guy that is probably not well known yet maybe in new york he is but i feel like he's gonna have a great year this year is uh brandon nimmo of the mets he played six games in right field last year but he's definitely a center fielder um He's a lefty. It's left-handed pitching. Well, he's a, you know, a guy that plays 162 games. If that's you know a thing nowadays, but also a guy that tracks a baseball well and solidifies that outfield, knowing that JD Davis plays left and it's kind of a venture out there with him. Yeah, man, absolutely. I uh, I have him on my list as well. Just to go up and down my list, I have Starling Marte, Lorenzo Cain, Brandon Nimmo. And then I cheated a little bit here, and I just added Brett Gardner. Sean? Yeah, I, I have um, Loriano as my first honorable mention. You guys talk plenty about him. 
Um, I have Brandon Nimmo as second for the reasons Will mentioned. Um, he projects to be a really high-quality starting center fielder in this league for a long time. I love his energy, too. He's a guy that a lot of fans can get behind. And then I, I kind of just combined these two because they split the same amount of time. I just combined Gardner and Hicks because they're both mentions in center field. Obviously, Gardner played so much more center this year than people thought he was. He had 28 home runs, which is a career high, 74 RBIs, still came, still uh, scored 86 runs. And Aaron Hicks, for the reasons, Will, you talked about, man, he's still at 12 home runs, 36 RBIs, 41 runs scored. That game he had in Minnesota when he hit the game-tying home run and then made that unbelievable catch in center to win it. Um, he's going through Tommy John rehab right now. But, yeah, when he when this guy is healthy, he has the potential to be a top-five center fielder in the game. And Gardner is just – I know he's played more left in his career, but when he plays center, he still puts up solid numbers. He'll fall off a little this year, but the ground he still covers, the speed he has, sets the table for the Yanks. He deserves to be on this list too. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just kept Hicks off because he pisses me off too much. I, it was a personal thing, but you know what? It's my list. It is. So, fuck him. He's not coming on the pod? Until he can stay healthy, no. I'd love to have Hicks on the pod. You can have him on the Sean show. With fucking, <laughs> once you figure out how to produce it, you can have him on the Sean show. Awesome. Can't wait. Sean, Tom can be our guest, you know? I can't wait. It'll be good. He can give oh, a couple Will's of putting himself in the, uh, in, the, in the co-host seat. That's nice. All right, why don't we move on to, to uh, right fielders here. Will, why don't you lead us off? So I feel like these five, we're going to have basically the same five, probably minus one. And you could probably flip-flop them around in what order you want them in. But with my th- number five, I have Bryce Harper. Then I have Ronald Acuna Jr. Then I have Aaron Judge, Mookie Betts, and Christian Yelich. Ooh, Yelich won. Okay. For me, I have number five, J.D. Martinez. Number four, I have Aaron Judge. Number three, I have Acuna Jr. Number two, I have Christian Yelich. And number one, I have Mookie. Interesting. Will, I, I have Will, I have the exact same top five. Okay. In the, in the same order. No. So oh, we this will be a quick this will be so, a quick. So we can here. we can talk pretty quickly about these guys. Will start us off Bryce Harper at number five. I'm glad he still cracked your top five. I had to put him at the bottom of the top five too. Um, talk to us a little bit about Bryce Harper and why he's at this point of your list. I, I put Bryce Harper at five. Like if you look at it last year, he had a bad year and he hit 260 and he still had 35 home runs with over 100 rbis that's you know he had 260 it wasn't like an impressive year nobody was talking about him calling him a bust for all that money that he signed for but i feel like bryce harper's still a guy that's gonna hit you 280 for 30 to 50 home runs and always get over 100 rbis and it's a guy that you know you you, you want to play for a guy that gives it his all all the time always runs out of ground ball to the second baseman and there's not many guys like that in baseball anymore tom I mean, you say Bryce Harper on a good year can still hit you 280 and whatnot with 30 to 50 home runs, but that's just basically what J.D. Martinez is. The guy hit 304 last year with 36 bombs. He scored 98 runs, 105 RBIs. I think he's head and shoulders above Harper right here. I think it's I, I would agree with that, but the only reason I didn't put him in my top five is because he is predominantly now a D.H., Yep, I'm right there with you, Will. I, That's I feel a good the point. Way. But Martinez listen. is the better hitter, and and I would I still think Harper. You got the longevity of him, 
But I couldn't put Martinez here because he played left field a little bit, DH'd a little bit, and he'll probably play some right this year with Mookie gone. But he's not – he's a liability on in, in the outfield. Harper's still a pretty damn good right fielder, too. So He's also got a cannon. Yeah, and for the reasons you said, Will, I mean, I, I, I've – I've kind of just brought him down a little because I don't think he's better than Stanton, and I don't love the people that say Stanton sucks and then hype up Harper because um, it's just factually untrue. But he's still a top five right fielder in baseball, and you're going to pay money to, and you're going to pay money to see. So yeah, he, he belongs in the top five. He's number he's number six for me, boys. Okay. All right. So who's your number five? JD Martinez. Oh yeah, you just for all those. Stats you just told about him. Got it. Yep, absolutely. So, Will, Will you've got Acuna for me to talk about him. I mean, the guy does everything. Um, you know, we could talk about everybody in right field that does everything. But uh, also one of those, as Tom said, the you know the new young kids, let the young kids play kind of guy. Um, wears his heart on his sleeve. And uh, there's another guy that says, hey, I want to play 162 games. I don't care. And uh, hits for power, hits for average, shoots the gaps, has a strong arm. Uh, tracks the baseball well in the outfield. I mean, the guy does it all. The only reason I have Judge above him is Judge has done it for a little bit longer, and he's done it through injuries. And when you need a big home run, I'd rather go to Judge than uh, Acuna. I have Tom? Judge. I have Judge in this spot. It's more out of spite. I'm angry at Aaron Judge, so I put Acuna above him. Uh, 37 stolen bases last year, 101 RBIs, 41 bombs. Guy's got a cannon for an arm. He can play a little bit of center, but he's predominantly a right fielder. Honestly, I like him a little bit better than Judge. What can I say? Well, you can say that, and uh, I'll just tell you that you're not right because <laughs> he does. He has played more, but he's not played for longer than Judge, and Judge is just the better baseball player when they're both healthy. I'll tell you this. If I'm if I'm Brian Cashman right now, you give me the job. I'm gonna take a 22 year old Ronald Acuna Jr. over 27 year old Aaron Judge any day of the week. Uh, no. The only right fielder that I would trade Judge for would be Yelich. Maybe Mookie, but I, I don't know. I Judge. I know the injuries are annoying, but my God, when he's when he plays, and again, he's just he's the guy that you want leading your team too. Acuna has had some hustle issues. He's been taken out of games early by his manager for not hustling. He's got a little bit of asshole to him, partially what makes him great. Love it. Love it. But I don't I, – no, Aaron Judge is the better baseball player uh, than, than Ronald Acuna is. As, I, think as good five, as Acuna I think five years from now you're going to be not – you're not going to be saying that. I think Acuna is going to have a longer, better career, and he's going to be healthier as well. Well, Tom, let me ask you ask you the question because you just said that the only right fielder you would trade for is uh, if you had Aaron Judge or Acuna, you would take Acuna, but you wouldn't take Yelich over Acuna. Yelich in Yankee Stadium would probably hit sixty home runs a year. No, I never said he was the only player. Sean said that. I said that. I said that I would trade Aaron Judge for Acuna. I'd probably trade him for Yelich or Betts too. Those are probably the three guys I'd trade him for. Gotcha. I'm yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to undersell Judge yet for the intangibles. He's just the better player still, and the injuries are the only thing that are annoying. We just got to see how this projects out, and Acuna could be one of those guys. I have him at four for the reasons Will talked about. But, um, you know, this guy projects to be a great player for a really long time. 
but he was not good in the postseason. Aaron Judge has been very good in the postseason. Uh, like I said, has had hustle issues. You don't hear a thing about Aaron Judge's injuries only come because he's going balls out all the time. And I just think from a power standpoint and what he does as a fielder and also his average, and I, I just I like him as the face of my franchise in right field a little bit better than Acuna. But Acuna's number four, and he's going to be on this list for a really long time. All right, we'll agree to disagree, and I'm going to be right in five years when – you know, we're talking about this then, but that's okay. That's all right. It's your list. You guys can have it. Well, because I'm thinking about 2020, and I still think Judge is the better player right now. I think Acuna has an MVP year. But with that being said, let's move on to a guy who won MVP. I think he was number two for me and Sean, number one for you, Will? Yes. Because we, we, already, we already talked about all our number threes as well as um, – we talked about Judge and Acuna. You guys just flipped him on me. Um all right, let's talk about Christian Yelich. Last year he hit 329, 30 stolen bases, 97 RBI, 44 bombs. That easily could have gotten over 100 for RBI if a few more guys would fucking get on base for him. Um, and right, right about 160 hits. This guy's also a great fielder. He can play a little bit of center field, got a cannon for an arm. What do you guys think? I mean, the guy almost hit 50 home runs and he missed a month of the season. Yeah. So the guy's just amazing. He does it all. He can hit left-handed pitching, even though he's a lefty. And uh, like Tom says, got a strong arm and knows how to play the outfield. So I think he probably would have won his second straight MVP if he didn't get hurt. I think he fouled the ball off his knee, right, and broke yep. his knee, and that was yeah. The only yeah missed missed all of September. Yeah, he, missed, uh, uh, he only played 130 games last year. Yeah, so he would have had well over 100 RBIs. Um, yeah, he's. He's easily a top five player in baseball, I think, right now, just position player-wise. Um, like I said, he's probably the only person I would trade Judge for, but just the left-handed pop is is tantalizing. Uh, his speed is tremendous, and he's just an overall five-tool player. That Congratulations, Marlins. You did it again. Yep, absolutely. All right, moving on to me and Sean's number one, Will's number two. Will, wh- my first Oh, no, question- Yelich, was, Yelich was one for me, my man. Will, what were you? Mook first? Yelich was, my, Yelich was my one as well. Mookie was my two. I'm going to go Mook. I just think Mook's a generational fielder, and that's the only reason that it put me that put me over the top for him. I think offensively they're just about even, but maybe uh, Yelich has a little bit more pop, but I think Mook's a better fielder. That's all. Give me them both for Judge. Yeah, you, put Mookie in, you can put Mookie in left and Yelich in right. I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Mookie's a, a great player. That's why he's my number two. Uh, you know, 295 average, hit almost 30 bombs, 80 RBIs, scored 135 runs, plays that outfield that you talked about. And he won the MVP the year before in 2018. So That's when they were cheating. Um. <laughs> he's awesome. I, I love Mookie Betts, and I can't wait to see him play with the Dodgers if we have a season. And if not, somebody's going to pay him very handsomely. Um do you guys want to just talk a little bit more about Aaron Judge? Because we didn't really talk about his numbers or anything like that, or did we exhaust everything with him? Listen, I mean, Judge is a great player. The health thing obviously pisses me off. I mean, he played, I believe, 102 and 112 in the last two seasons. That's not good enough. I've recommended the yoga. I don't know what else I can do. I hope he's ready for if we ever have a season the first game of this year. Don't get me wrong. I love me some Aaron Judge, but – I mean, I, I think he's a great player. He, he's probably 
Who, who, do you think he's the second best fielding right fielder? Uh, Pretty yeah, he's, he's he's one or one A. Yeah, I think uh, I think Betts has him by a little bit, but I think he's one B. Yeah, the only, player. yeah, the only other thing about you know that about Judge is his his injuries have come. You know, he got hit on the on the wrist by a by a fastball by Jacob Junis two years ago. So you fracture your wrist on a hit by pitch. Not your fault. And then this year, I mean, the oblique was a pain in the ass. He comes back, and then that injury he suffered in the postseason. I mean, came out he had a partially fractured lub or uh, rib and a pre- and almost a a collapsed lung. lung. So like, this guy fucking is a gamer, and I think that's what makes fans love him so much. Is this guy just gives it all all of the time, and he's a team leader, and he's played well in his postseason runs too. I mean, he's not a guy that's kind of been along for the ride. He's had some big-time moments in 17, 18, and this year while he was hurt. Um, I think all that stuff has to be factored in when we're talking about the one and the, you know, number one, the number two spots on these teams because you have a chance to be in the postseason. Unless you're a Mike Trout who you're just – it sucks that you're not being able to play in big moments. Like, I'm sorry, playoff stats matter. I mean – Judge has that over Acuna for me still, and then obviously Betts and Yelich do too. Yeah, no, I mean I agree with you, but for me it's just the fact that Acuna yeah. so young at twenty two. Judge was probably in fucking single A. Oh yeah, he was a late bloomer for sure. All right, boys. So with that being said, Will, why don't you give us your honorable mention? <clears throat> My first honorable mention is um, a guy that absolutely drops bombs in Jorge Soler. Uh, plays in Kansas City. The guy, I mean, doesn't have a high average, but Hit you 40 to 50 bombs. Hit 48 last year with 117 RBIs for one of the worst teams in baseball. But uh, a guy that, you know, reminds me of kind of like Gary Sheffield. You know, if he hits it, it's going. So, and the guy plays a good good right field, uh, has a strong arm, and it's another guy that you can count on for 162 games if you need him. Um, after that, I have um, Michael Conforto of the Mets. Um, I feel like this guy's interchangeable. You can play left, center, or right. But uh, also a good contact hitter, has a little bit of pop. Um, but also another guy that stays healthy. And, you know, it's what the Mets need in that outfield that's struggling up late. So, uh, and then my other right fielder I have, which uh, I think he played a little bit of first base too, is Joey Gallo of Texas. Guy drops absolute moonshots in Texas. Um, only thing he struggles with is he strikes out a lot, just like Judge does. But um, strong fielder, has a strong arm. But uh, it's going to be the face of the Texas Rangers team for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, I'm in agreement with Will. I, I cheated on this one just because this position was absolutely loaded. And there was a few guys that I thought need to needed to be mentioned in the honorable mention. I had Harper, Soler, Gallo, Conforto. And I had Castellanos. Don't sleep on him. He's going to be playing full-time right field for Cincinnati. That guy's a stud. Hey, man, I'm not sleeping on him. I got him in my honorable mention, too. I got J.D. Martinez. I got Castellanos. And I've got Conforto. Um, Yeah, man, Castellanos is just a really solid player. We talked about J.D. Martinez. The guy's a flat-out hitter, not much of a fielder, but we're not doing DHs. And Conforto's just a damn good player. Will, I'll refute you on Solaire just a little bit. He had a great year this year. But in 2018, when he came over, he was absolutely awful. He only played in 61 games and hit nine home runs, and they benched him, like flat-out benched him. So to his credit, he came back this year and, you know, 
got into better shape and had a tremendous year. This was remember he was a player that the Cubs loved, but had to trade him to get Wade Davis. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm not willing to. I don't know what Soler is yet. He's he's been very tantalizing at times, but he's also been tremendously disappointing in times. So. I just took him because I feel like his ceiling is is very high and his upside is very high when you know he's capable of that year that he had last year. And I I don't think he's going to hit 50 home runs again next year, but I could definitely see him hitting like 35 home runs again. I, I just think his ceiling is extremely high compared to the other people on the honorable mention list. Yeah, I, I think I just love the steadiness of Conforto and Castellanos, but I hear Jan Soler. I mean, if he does another year like that, you, you might even be thinking of the top five movement there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, boys. Why don't we move on to the inside of the diamond? We'll start with the backstop. We'll start with catcher. Will, you want to give me your top five there? Yeah, so I feel like catcher is not as deep as it's been before. Um, Agreed. But my top five is uh, I have Mitch Garver at five. I have Gary Sanchez at four, JT Realmuto at three, Yasmani Grandel at two, and then my number one is Wilson Contreras. Okay, for me, I have Will Smith, Dodgers rookie catcher at five. That's a shout-out to Will. I think he's going to be, if not the rookie of the year, in the top two behind his teammate, Gavin Lux. At number four, I have Wilson Contreras. At number three, I have Yasmani Grandel. Number two, I have JT Romino, and at number one, I have Gary Sanchez. Sean, you know how I feel about Gary Sanchez. Yeah, man, I feel very highly about him as well. He's my number two. I went Yadi Molina five just because I still got to give him respect for what he does for that team, um, and especially that young pitching staff. Um, for number four, I've got Grandal. Uh, Wilson Contreras for me is number three, Gary Sanchez two, and JT Realmuto at number one. Okay, well, let's jump into your five. All right, I took Mitch Garver at five. Um, plays for the Twins, and you know another guy that you don't really hear of is a big time catcher. But the guy hit two seventy three last year with thirty one home runs and sixty seven RBIs out of a catcher spot for a guy to hit two seventy three. If you're not one of the better catchers like JT Romuto, like that's impressive. Also hitting thirty one home runs in a huge ballpark is uh, is very impressive, and he's also pretty good defensively. So that's why I put him at five. All right, so for my number five, I had Will Smith. I just think he's an absolute stud. He's got a great arm, really good hitter for average. He's got a little bit of pop. And, again, I think he's going to be a top-two candidate for Rookie of the Year, and he's going to make this list next year for all three of us. Yeah, Tom, I like your pick there. I have him in my honorable mentions um, for that upside you're talking about. Uh, I got Yachty here at number five. I know his numbers have been declining. He's not going to give you great fantasy numbers anymore. But I still think he's a top-tier catcher in this league, especially, like I said before, what he does for that Cardinals pitching staff. He plays all the time. He's a real true gamer. Um, you know, still hit 270 this year and drove in 57 runs. And, you know, he's kind of the captain of that team. So I'll, he, he won't be in my top five next year, but just one more time, I, I got to say, you know, and he has that team deep in the playoffs all the time too. So Yachty. Yeah, it's a good pick. I definitely have him in my honorable mention. All right, Will, go ahead with your number four. And Tom's not going to be happy that he's at four because he's his boy. But I have Gary Sanchez at four. Um, just because I look at the catcher position more as just a offensive stat. stat. Guy's terrible defensively. He's got a great arm, but, you know, he's always top three in pass balls and, you know, always lazy back there. Um, but, you know, a guy that's going to hit you 30 to 40 home runs a year. But the thing that bothers me is even though he had a down year last year, but his career average is 246. That's not really impressive to be 
in you know the number one catcher in my book. But you know he does a lot for the Yankees, and he's impressive when he's on, and uh, he's very good at throwing out runners when he does you know block a ball or throw down in time. Couldn't disagree with you more, Will, but uh, Tom and I will ta- we'll defend him a little bit more. <laughs> I just think it was a groin injury that, that had him with the pass balls. For me, why I have him at number one, and I'm going to jump ahead, is because, Will, you said Mitch Garver, that's good. You know, you said those are good offensive numbers for a catcher. Gary Sanchez, when he's healthy, those are good offensive numbers for any player in the league. I mean, you're looking at two, a year where he was healthy, 2017, 278, 33 home runs. 90 RBIs. That's good for any position. Right field, first base, I don't care. Last year, injury down a little bit. Only hit 232. But again, I think Gary's potential matched with his age. I mean, he's only a 27-year-old. He's the best catcher in baseball. It's not even close. Yeah, I, I put real... I wouldn't say he's the best catcher. It's not even close. And that's why, you know, we'll get into it when I get into it. And, and not to cut you off, Sean, but the reason I have Wilson Contreras first is the guy does it all. Uh, and now that, you know, you mentioned Yadier Molina, and Yadier Molina for a long time was one of the best defensive catchers in baseball. But uh, now that he's older, I, I think today Wilson Contreras is the best defensive catcher in baseball. The guy also hits close to 270. He's not, he doesn't have the Gary Sanchez power, but still is going to hit you over 20 home runs with 80 RBIs. But the, what he does behind the plate for that Cubs uh, pitching rotation is unbelievable. Throws out runners like it's his job, blocks every ball. And it's just not – he's not lazy behind the plate, and that's why Gary Sanchez is four for me because I look at catcher as an overall position and not just a uh, offensive position. If Gary Sanchez I, was a DH, he'd be one of the best DHs in baseball. I got to say, man, I, I don't – I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the narrative that, like, a lot of Yankee fans have. The lazy thing is, I think, one of the laziest arguments you can have about him. I mean, in 2018, first of all, he was battling groin injuries constantly. So he's obviously not going to be able to make the kind of plays. Also, is there a harder overall pitching staff to handle than the arms that the New York Yankees possess? I mean, between Chapman's moving fastball, you've got Tanaka's splitter, you've got the slider of Adovino, you've got the sinker of Britain. I mean, this guy has to catch some of the hardest pitches to catch in baseball. And he has to do them with the the amount of moves that the Yankees make in a game. I mean, you can go from Tanaka splitter to Britain's sinker to Chapman's fastball, all in the span of a game. I mean, that's really hard to command. And you're right, Tom. I love that point that you made. You made it also on our Yankee one. You can put him at any other position, and his numbers translate to top five levels there. He's not a bad catcher at all. I know he leaves a little to be desired. I'm not going to say he's Johnny Bench behind the plate. I don't even think he's much... Wilson Contreras, but I think no. But he get he gets a worse rap than, and he's very polarizing amidst Yankee fans. I get it, but it's just like you know we have to peel back what's reactionary and what's fact. What's fact is this guy's a top two catcher in baseball. If you're drafting catchers. You might take Contreras. You might take Real Muto. I put Real Muto one. But people are going to be jumping for Gary Sanchez. And if the Yankees ever put Gary Sanchez on the market, the amount of haul they would get for him is ridiculous. So, yeah, I, I to, for, for me to, to shit on him and put him fourth, I think, is just absolutely a slap in the face to him. I have Grandal fourth. Um I think he's a tremendous player. He got a, he got a great deal with the White Sox. He's going to do wonders for that pitching staff. 
had a really good year in Milwaukee this year, hitting just under 250, 28 homers, 77 RBIs. Um, so I think pretty highly of him. Yeah, and I mean, just to put it in perspective, I, I guess you could say 2019 was Wilson Contreras's probably his best year with 272, 24 bombs, and he had 64 RBIs. Gary Sanchez could do that before the All-Star break if he's healthy. He carried the team for like about two That's weeks last year point. when nobody when nobody was healthy. So I'll like, go to the grave defending Gary Sanchez. I'm yep, sorry. No, I, I, listen, I, I respect your guys' argument or whatever, but we're all Yankee fans or whatever. And the, the reason that I put and why he's my number one, I, I look at him as an overall catcher. And yeah, Gary Sanchez might have the better offensive numbers by a landslide, which is true. But you know, I watch all baseball and not just Yankee games. But I can count, maybe not last year, but in Gary Sanchez's career, I have seen him jog to the backstop to get a ball where a guy takes two bases at least three times. I've never seen a pass ball on Contreras once. Again, though, I think a lot goes into that. He also wasn't, if you remember that game, it was in Tampa. He ended up getting pulled because of, because he ended, it turned out he was playing with a, a grade two strain in his groin. So, like... It's just I, I don't know. I think if you're if you're hearkening back to a pass ball in a game in 2018, you're just looking for reasons to to trash him. That's and all. look, I I agree with the both of you on on those points because I think that Gary does lack a little bit defensively, and maybe it is a little bit laziness. Maybe we're giving him too much credit here, Sean. Again, he's my number one catcher, so I'm the one arguing this. I think there's a way to me in the middle here. I think. All of us, just based off upside, would probably take Gary Sanchez over any of these catchers. I I probably would, yeah. I, the only reason I have Real Muto one is he's just been a little bit more rock steady. He does have a little bit better of a defensive resume, and he's kind of just a little overall better average hitter. But uh, I, I I mean, still Sanchez is Sanchez is the number one guy here if you're just looking for breakout superstar catcher. Real Mudo to me is just, I think he belongs at the top of the list just for right now with Sanchez a close second. Yeah. I think and Contreras off- I love. I have him third. I think offensively Gary Sanchez is somebody who there hasn't been a catcher in the league since maybe a young Buster Posey offensively to do something like this. Yeah, and, and again, like and don't I think get me wrong, Buster Posey's I think a better player because Buster Posey was a Gold Glove catcher. Well, Buster Posey's probably a, a Hall of Famer on what, if not the first ballot, the second one. And um, you know, I think Will, I, I know your la- the the lazy narrative that's been thrown out there, and I, the only time I really remember it was in seventeen when Girardi benched him, and at that point, you know, he was a young kid who. You know, was kind of getting through his first full year. Oh, now we're going to go with the young kid when Acuna's twenty-two. Now we're going to go with that argument. Well, that's but that's what that's what it was, and and I remember that being the lazy thing. But you already benched him and didn't love it, and since then everything's been seems to have been injury-wise, and that was just one little isolated incident. I knew this was going to be cause for an argument, the Gary Sanchez thing. I think this more than anything else, just because he's close to our hearts. Um, we've talked about pretty much everybody on this list. At three, I got Grindal, two, Romuto, one, Sanchez. Does anybody have anybody else on the list that they want to add? before? No, we I, have Romuto, I have Romuto at three, Grindal at two, and then Wilson Contreras, who we've talked about. Yeah. Uh, my guys have been 
I mean, you could, you could like Sean said, you could flip flop Rondell and Romuto. I mean, you could even put Romuto close to one with Sanchez, or in my case, Contreras. Guy bats over three hundred as a catcher and plays almost every day. Yeah, I have Contreras three, Grandel four, and Real Muto one. I like Contreras a lot because that guy can play a little bit of outfield too. I think he's, if you're talking the best athlete, he's by far the best athlete at all. He's a country. tremendous player. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So for my honorable mention, I had Ramos. I think Will had Garver in there, and Sean you in his top five, and then Sean you had Molina. Those are my three. I actually obeyed the rules on this one. Will, <laughs> um, with my first honorable mention, uh, I took Buster Posey. Actually, um, the guy's still unbelievable, and like you said before, won a Gold Glove as catcher. Um, then I have Wilson Ramos, and then uh, a new guy up and coming. I have Omar Navarez. Navarez, Navarez, whatever, how you pronounce it, for Seattle, uh, switch hitting catcher. Um, also another guy that has a high average for a catcher, but also has pop from both sides of the plate, kind of like Jorge Posada back in the day. Nice. Okay. Nice. nice. Yeah, nice pick there, man. Posey I, uh, love, too. Yeah, I went Posey. I gave him love, too. He's my first honorable mention. Will, I'm in lockstep with you there on Wilson Ramos. Uh, might be the slowest player in baseball, but – the guy can mash, and he's a middle-of-the-order bat at the catcher position, which I think is very important. And, um, Tom, I'm following your Will Smith trend right there, buddy. I have him, too. I think he's going to be a really good player. I like what I saw from him when he came up this year. Thanks, Will, guys. Will, Appreciate what the hell that. is going on, bro? You didn't even put Will Smith on the list? I can't put myself on the list. <laughs> That's that. true. That's you true. had a great year, man. We're looking for a lot more. Very Thanks, humble Adam. of you. I'm, I'm happy that uh, you know, you, you, I take the time out of – Spring training and COVID to come on the pod with you guys. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. Wow, our first celebrity guest, Sean. Things are really moving up for us. We've made it. We've made it, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Although, if I wanted a Will Smith, I don't know if the catcher for the Dodgers would be my first choice. I have to say that. It would be your cousin. I know I got it. <laughs> well, you were my first choice, buddy. All right, boys. Why don't we move over to first base? How's that sound? I like it. Sounds good to me. All right, Will, go ahead. Give me your top five. Uh, five, I have Anthony Rizzo. Then uh, four, I have Tom's boy and Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah. Then I have, then I have Max Muncie, uh, Pete Alonzo, and I think uh, everybody's number one first baseman in Freddie Freeman. Yep. I'm right there with you. I got Rizzo at five. I got Muncie at four. Will, you know I have to put Goldschmidt above him at three. Pete Alonzo, what do they call him over there with the losers? I mean, the Mets, the pol- the polar bear, and um, Freddie Freeman, number one. Will, you and I have the same order again, and boys, we have the same list again. Yeah, I mean, I think this, um, I think this position is, it's number, it's one through five, and then there's good players after that, but it kind of falls off. Yep. I mean, you got yeah. some guys that can do certain things, like you have a Josh Bell where he's going to hit a million home runs but strike out a bunch. And same thing with a Matt Olson. And then you have a, a Luke Voigt who can who's a good fielder, get you an RBI. But this is a top five. Yes, I agree with you. So, well, so Anthony, Anthony Sorry, Rizzo, Anthony? guys, number five. Yep. What do we think of him? I mean, I, I like to see what he does without Joe Madden being the manager. I don't know how I felt about him batting leadoff. How did you guys feel about that? The last couple of years, I think that's where he predominantly sat. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a interesting um, to have a lefty with power lead off. That's not that fast, but he's not just a power hitter. He can shoot the gaps and he can go to the uh, the left side. He's got a good eye too. 
Well, I think that's why. I think, you know, the analytics state that he would actually be a pretty good leadoff hitter. You know, speed for leadoff guys isn't as important as it once was. But like what you both said, he can he can shoot the gaps. He's I mean, a high-on-base percentage guy. He had 293 last year. And, I mean, for me, the only reason why I said I wanted to see him a little bit, you know, in the more meat of the lineup was just to get that RBI total up. He was only at 94 last year. I think he's a well over 100 RBI guy. He might be. I, I'm not sure, if, and especially if he's being asked to be a leadoff hitter, you know, we'll have to set those expectations. But he's a table setter, not in the quintessential way, but just the way that he plays in today's baseball. And he's going to work the count like crazy. He's going to ambush a starting pitcher early. He'll get on base a lot. Yeah, I, I, I like Anthony Rizzo a lot in that spot. We'll see what changes there with uh, Ross being the manager, but... I think very highly of Rizzo and obviously World Series hero. Yeah, he also can really pick it. He's got three gold gloves to his name. Yep. All right, boys. We good enough here? Can we move on to number four? Yep. Well, who's your number four? Is that Paul Goldschmidt? Paul Goldschmidt. And I, I would have put him three, but, uh, you know, he's still a top five first baseman in my book, but I feel like uh, he's getting up there in age. I mean, he's not terribly old, but – not for a first baseman at all. He had a rough start last year, too. Yeah. I mean, he had a he had a down year on average, but it's a guy that's going to hit you close to 300 usually on a good year, and he always has 30 to 35 home runs. But the more impressive thing, if you look at his last five years in baseball, 159 games, 158 games, 155, 158, 151. So it's a guy that plays every single day, and, uh, you know, he's, he's the type of guy for the Cardinals that gives you that big hit when you need it. Yeah, absolutely. Another three-time Gold Glove Award winner as well. Um, his, Like Will said earlier, his average was down 260, but he still got you 34 bobs, 97 RBIs. On a good year, that average, and he was fucking terrible. Like in the 220s almost all year till he rolled around till after the All-Star break when he started to turn it on. But he's usually – I mean, his career average is 292. Yeah, I, I, I have him fourth, um, but not because I don't love him. I, I absolutely love this guy. And you're right, even in a down year, he masked. And he was a great addition to that Cardinal team. So You think he's yeah. the best Jew since Sandy Koufax? Uh, he's right up there. Can you name any other good ones? Well, I wasn't thinking about it, so no. <laughs> Will? Um, no. <laughs> Who was the center fielder that was that was a good Jewish guy? Um, I could say this because Will and I, I'm going to announce this on the pod, are 6% Jewish, so I'm allowed yes, to say this. Um, <laughs> who was the other – who was the Jewish guy, the center fielder? He played for the Dodgers, Diamondbacks. You guys know who I'm thinking? No? Okay. Radio not, not, not Steve Finley? Was it Steve Finley? I'm going to Google it. Let's move on to it. Um, rolling in at number three for the both of you guys, I believe, and it is um, my number four, and that's Max Muncy. Yep. Boys, what do you think about him? Guy plays a solid first base, um, can hit right-handed pitching and left-handed pitching, and he just dropped bombs off righties. Uh, plays a good first base, but also is very versatile to play the outfield as well. Um but I, I could see him as a future gold glove winner at first base, picks everything just like uh, Goldsmith does in Rizzo. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, you know, solid average hitter, good power hitter, hits the gaps. Uh, that's why I have him at three. 
Big time player in the postseason, too. And he's yeah. had a couple really good postseasons. I love that home run he hit off Bumgarner into the water there in San Francisco. And told, and told him to go get and it. Told, and told him to go get it, which was great. Um, yeah, this guy's a stud, man. 251 this year, 35 homers, 98 RBIs, scored 100 runs, too. Um, he's going to be a, he's just another power lefty bat in that vaunted Dodger lineup. Yeah, absolutely. Did you guys know Alex Bregman's Jewish too? I should have figured that one out. Maybe he's up there. Are we are we doing this now? I'm in a deep gonna... dive on my computer right now. I'm sorry I brought it up, but yeah. Alex Bregman Jewish, Jock Peterson Jewish, Ian Kinsler Jewish. Okay. We done? We're done. Yeah, I think that's fine. I think that was even a little too much despite your 6% heritage. All right, boys, why don't we move on to our number two? I think this guy was number two across the board for all of us, Pete Alonzo. Oh, yeah. I mean, guy's going to hit 50 home runs here. Yeah, I, I, think, I think you can honestly pencil him in for even on a down year 40. He plays a pretty solid first base as well. He can pick it. He's only 25 years old. He hit 260. What do you guys think? Can he get that average up to around 275? I'd like to see that. My question is, who fucking cares? His his job is not to his his job is not to hit for a high average. His job is to hit the ball out and hit it out a lot. And your average is not going to be in the two seventies if you're doing that, unless you're Mike Trout or Nolan Arenado or somebody like that. No, two sixty is fine for me. I don't want to see him at two twenty, but two sixty, I would consider that a gold mine if he's hitting fifty bombs every year and driving in over hundred and fifteen. Yeah, I agree with you. Well, what do you think? I mean, you can't go wrong with a guy that's going to hit you 50 dingers. I don't care if he hits 220. If he's hitting 50, 220 is fine with me. If he's hitting 230, then you got to hit you know less than that. But uh, you know, he could pick it at first base. Uh, I'm pretty sure they they started him out at third and he had some troubles there, and um, they moved him to first base and seems like home for him. He, he's a guy that's going to get you like you said, 40 home runs on a down year. Yeah, and, and I think two guys like when we're talking about average for these big time power guys is. I'm, I'm kind of meeting somewhere in the middle. I'm sure you guys agree. I, I think the years of really, unless you're a true outlier, you're not hitting for a high average and also hitting for o- over 45 home runs a year. But 220 for me is still tough because that means you're susceptible to long-term slumps. I think if you're there at around 240. I don't think he's going to hit 220. No, I don't either. I'm just saying that you know if he hits anywhere between 240 and 260, maybe even 235 to 260, and he puts up those kind of prolific offensive numbers. You got enough guys in that in that lineup that are going to put the ball in play. His job is to take them all off base. So yep. I, I, I'm good. I'm good with anything. You know, low two sixties, anywhere down to two thirty five, probably average wise. If he's going to put, if he's going to do that. Yeah. Um, let's move on to our number one guy. I think he's our consensus number one guy. That's Freddie Freeman. Talk about a guy with power and average. Also won a Gold Glove in his career. Um, just last year alone, the guy hit 295, 121 RBIs, 38 home runs, almost 200 hits. And he scored 113 runs. What do you think, Sean? Yeah, and he's a goddamn great defensive player, too. And I know for first baseman in today's game, that's not all that important, but he still saves a lot of games defensively, too. Yep. This, guy's, this guy has just been so rock steady for a long time now. I feel like he's been the best first baseman in the league. Since Teixeira, right? It was probably Teixeira. It was probably when Pujols, Teixeira, to Freeman. Yeah, yeah, I would say that. 
so yeah, I you know I, there's not much more to say, man. You gave the stats. Uh, he's the anchor of that Braves team, and he really helped that rebuild because they had some rough years there as they were grooming your Acunas and Ozzy Albies of the world and their young pitchers. And you could just know that he was going to put up 40 home runs, over 100 RBIs, close to 300, if not over, every single year. Yeah, and uh, back when the Ra- when the Braves were looking to unload a couple players and do that rebuild, they basically had to pick between him and Hayward. And I think they made the right choice because we did not mention Hayward at any of our outfield positions. Because no. he shouldn't be there. Yeah. Great fielder, World Series hero, apparently. I don't know how much he did on the field, but... Again, I think they made the right choice there. All right, let's move into honorable mention. Just real quick, Tom, just real quick on that take on, on Hayward. I think that's why we have to be very careful when we're talking about players about upside. Because there's not many guys who have had the kind of years that he has when it was upside with him, right? And yeah, then you no. find out it's like that upside's just not coming. He's just not a great player. Is this a shot at the Ozzy Obbies thing? No, no, no. This is more a shot at the Jorge Soler thing. Oh, oh my God. Just picking on my guys. <laughs> <laughs> Will, why don't you give us your honorable mention after Sean takes a shot at you, after taking you to the woodshed on Gary Sanchez as well. Jeez, Sean. Fucking calm down. Hey, Sean. guest. Sean. I love him, but he was wrong. <laughs> Sean. Sean. Yeah. You want to have a little, little nice $15 wager on who has a better year, Gary Sanchez or Wilson Contreras? All for it. I think Tom has to get in here, too. I'll take $30 from, from you know, you guys combined. All right, Listen. what are the odds here? Because Contreras is a catcher. So we Gary said Sanchez. Oh, you said Gary Sanchez. I thought you said Jorge Soler. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention, boys. I was moving on to my list. Yeah, I'm in on that fucking wager, too. Give me your money, yeah, Will. Absolutely. All right, All right we're on. $30 right. wager. All right, well, you guys would owe me $30. I would pay you each 15 yeah. <laughs> All right, fine. Me and Sean will split the 30 then. Fine. Okay. Uh, my honorable mentions, and, you know, as, as Tom said earlier, it legitimately drops off after the top five. Um, my my uh, honorable mentions go Matt Olson, uh, Carlos Santana, and Josh Bell. Yeah, man. I am in complete lockstep with you there. Same order. Same guys. I mean, after that, I guess you can talk about Voight. And if you want to go Edwin Encarnacion, who is a 99.9% DH, that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah I, I went I went Olsen, Bell, and Voight. Oh, I knew you would go Voight. You're a fucking fanboy. We all know that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, I mean, he's... I'm arguing about number eight on the first baseman list. Yeah, like, well, you're wrong. Okay, let's let's I'm move not, on to second base here. Let's move on to second base. Will, why don't you give us your list? Okay, my second base, I have Tom Boy and Ozzy Albies. Hey. And then uh, number four, I mean, he was a rookie last year, but I feel like he's going to have a huge year, and he's going to be a good face of that team of Christian Yellis, who's Keston Hira. And then I have Great pick. Jose Altuve. Then I have DJ LeMayhew, and then my number one is Cattell Marte. Okay. All right, for me, I have at number five. I had to get him on here. I'm, I'm doing pulling Sean's move here, a little fanboy. Glaber Torres. Um, I know he's the shortstop now, but he's played his whole career at second base. You guys can both kiss my ass if you want to argue. Four, I have Cattell Marte. I would have had him at three, but Will knows Ozzie Albies is my boy. Jose, Jose Altuve, the only reason why I didn't put him at number one was honestly because of the cheating scandal. And at number one, I have DJ LeMahieu. Yeah, that's a good list. Uh, 
Will, great call on that kid from Milwaukee. I don't have him on my list, but I, I was looking at him a lot, and I do think he's going to be a big-time face of that franchise with Yelich. So I like that pick there. Um, I went Brandon Lau, guys, number five for, for Tampa Bay. Yeah. Uh, he's a really good player, and he projects to be one for a while. I got Ozzie Albies, four. Cattell Marte, three. DJ LeMahieu, two. And I hate him. He's a cheating motherfucker, but Jose Altuve is one. All right, well, um, you're number five. Well, I, I, I might just skip my five and let you gush about him because you're the boy. But my number five is Ozzy Albies, so take it away. I mean, what what can you say about this guy? A top prospect. He's young. He's only 23 years old. The guy hit 295 last year, 15 bags stolen, 86 RBIs from the leadoff spot, hit 24 bombs. Almost 200 hits. He's at 189. 102 runs scored. And he also plays gold glove defense out there. I know he hasn't won a gold glove yet. He's only been in the league a few years, but I guarantee he will. For me, I had him at number three. Will had him at five. I just think he's one of the best players in baseball. He's also a switch hitter. And he's a productive switch hitter from both sides of the plate. Boys? You can't say anything bad about Ozzy Albies. You're 100% right on all of that, man. Hey, man, uh, Tom's other boy, Acuna, are going to be the face of that team for a long time. I, I'm a big Braves guy. They're my second favorite team in baseball behind the Yankees, of course. All right, so that's your number five. We'll move on to mine. That's Glaber Torres. I mean, again, I'm almost going to go into trout-level gushing here. I've said it on the pod before. I think he's going to be an all-time Yankee. I think... When it's all said and done, he's going to have a better career than Derek Jeter. Is that crazy to say? I know. I know. But well, it's I going think... to depend on it's going to depend on championships well, and yeah. rings. Championship-wise, numbers-wise, I think he has a better career than Derek Jeter. Championship-wise, we'll see what the Yankees can do. They have a championship-level team right now. I think he's a gold glove caliber shortstop and a gold glove caliber second baseman, which is where I have him at now. The guy's going to hit 40 home runs this season. He's going to hit right around 275, 280 with over 100 RBIs. He's an absolute stud. Good-looking human being. He's got a great jawline. Um, all around. Honestly, I might name my first kid Glebeer. <laughs> that was something else. I have I have Torres up there, but for shortstops. So I echo everything you said. But he's gonna play. He's gonna be the Yankees' starting shortstop going forward. So that's why I put him there. But I see your point because he's played most of his career early at second. Yeah, I just had to cheat a little bit to get him on the list just because I'm surprised you had a so fist loaded. for him, though. Like, he wasn't going to be on your shortstop list? Or was no, it that you just didn't see enough second baseman to, I didn't that see you enough, liked? So it's kind of 50-50. For me, I just think there's more talent at shortstop, and I really wanted to give my guy Glaber a little love, so I put him at second base. I cheated, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I was just wondering. I didn't. I wasn't shitting on you. I just wanted to know. Give what us your number five, all right? You're always shitting on me. <laughs> I asked the question. I have Brandon Lau at five. He's on uh, my honorable mention. I, I like him a lot. Yep, 270 this year, 17 homers, 51 RBIs. He didn't play all the time. He had an injury, I believe, and was also uh, split, split in time here and there as the Rays obviously have a very deep young team. But, yeah, I just like this kid a lot. I think he's going to be a good player for a long time. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I think he plays. I think he plays a lot of positions as well. Um, yeah, MLB had him as a second baseman, so that's why. No, I no, no, I'm not arguing with you. It's just interesting because the Rays seem to always have those type players where 
they're playing a lot of positions. I mean, you're looking at a Ben Zobrist and a Logan uh, Forsythe and a few others that seem to have a lot of success down in Tampa, but it seemed to be all over the all over the map. They didn't really have an established position. But I, I like this pick. I think he's a really good young player. Yeah, I, I definitely think so too. Will? No, I totally agree with that. So when everything Sean said about him is spot on. Let's get that number four out of you. So no, my number four is uh, probably one of my new favorite players in baseball, Keston Hiura. Okay. Um, like, let me just read these stats for you. In oh, just over a little bit of a half a season, the guy batted three oh three with almost twenty dingers, forty nine RBIs, and nine stolen bases, an OPS of nine thirty eight. And that's in little more than a half a season as a twenty three year old second baseman. I want to see what this guy can do with a full season, and we're going to get to see that next year. But also, the guy's very solid defensively, can also play shortstop. But they have him at second base right now with uh, Orlando Arcia playing shortstop, who's very good defensively. Um, but you know the average and the, the power numbers show out for a second baseman. Love that pick. Yeah, that's a big time pick. Way to go deep dive there on us, Will. I like that pick. This is why we have the guy on the pod as much as Sean likes to shit on him. Um, it was only for Sanchez, and you were making the same points. Yeah, whatever. We're related. I'm allowed to shit on him. Don't fucking talk to my cousin like that ever again. I'll kill him. <laughs> I'll talk to him if they're wrong about Gary Sanchez. <laughs> I There's got a lot a of number, fans that feel that way. I've had a lot of those arguments. I, I got a number four. Um, you guys, I think, have him a little bit higher. Um, Ketel Marte. I have him at one. Yeah, I mean, the guy hit 329 last year with 92 ribbies and 32 bombs. Maybe I fuck. Maybe I should move him up. I really didn't look that hard into him. Only 10 bags for him. He's known as a speed guy. I'd, I'd like to see that go up. Um, honestly, the reason why he's not above Albies is because I love Albies more. Okay. Okay. He's on my list. That's fair. I have Albies four for all the reasons that you talked about, and I'm not going to talk about him because you gushed over him and he's a great player. So I have him four. All right. Well, who do you have in number three? I have Jose Altuve at three. And the only reason I put him at three and not higher than that is because of the whole cheating thing. Yeah. And like you said earlier in, in the show is, you know, the home road splits were, outrageous of how different they were for all those players, Bregman and Springer and him. But uh, he's still very good uh, defensively, steals a lot of bags, um, and has a lot of pop for a guy that's like five foot one. So, <laughs> Yes, I agree. And, you know, we, we talked about it when this cheating thing first really came to fruition, how it would impact these guys. And clearly it's going to because I think – for all three of us, he'd be a unanimous number one had this cheating scandal not happened. Will's got him down at number three. I got him at number two, all due to the cheating. It's pretty interesting. It is. I, I still kept him at one just because he's done it for so damn long. And, you know, I think every time we talk about cheating, it's like he, it was, it's a collective thing, right? And I just don't know based off the body of work and what he still is as a player, if I could put other guys ahead of him yet. But it, it definitely – I thought about it, and I figured, you know, we were going to have a conversation about all these guys. Uh, I definitely thought about it because I, I absolutely despise him, but I still had to put him one. I just try to be objective on that. Hey, you know what? You're an honorable man. I, <laughs> I definitely disagree, but I did what I could for that one. <laughs> all right. Um Will, let's move on to your number two guy. Uh, the only reason I put him number two is 
you know, I should have put him one, but seeing the, the year Cattell Marte had last year. Hey, it's your list, uh, baby. You can do whatever you want. Uh, DJ LeMay, he was my two. And uh, talk about a career year he had last year. 327, 26 home runs, 102 RBIs. Uh, plays a solid second base, but guy can play shortstop, got to play third base, got to play the outfield, got to play the infield. He played first base. Um, he'd probably be a better catcher than Gary Sanchez defensively. Oh, but... shit. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, the, the guy does it all. And, you, you you know, the Yankees didn't know what they had in him. And then he shows out this year. And now that second base spot says. Yeah, I mean, he's my number one guy. Just to go into a little more detail. I mean, he plays more than a solid second base. He's got three gold gloves. Those are all in the NL under his belt. Not to mention a three-time All-Star. He's had a great career. Um, great hitter for average, and then the power showed up this year with 26 bombs. Obviously, he got over the hump and got 102 RBIs. He's my number one guy. I don't think there's a second baseman in the league I'd rather have than him, to be honest with you. No, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I've got him number two. I had Cassell Marte three for the reasons you guys talked about with him. For number two is LeMahieu. I didn't know this guy had this much pop, and that was really cool to see. And I'm sure Yankee Stadium contributes, although he played at Coors Field too. Yeah. But he was just uh, – he's everything you love in a player, right? Because he plays great defense. He's versatile. I think the Yankees did kind of know what they had in him. They just didn't know how exactly they were going to have to deploy him all year round. And he played first base for them in the playoffs with Voight Hurt. Um, yeah, he's he's just a tremendous player, and, and I'm happy the Yankees have him. I'm interested to see if they extend him, and I think they will. That's why they let Didi go. Yeah, I agree. He's only 31 years old. I think there's a few more good years left to come. All right, let's move on to – because we already talked about Altuve. The guy's a stud. He's also a cheater. Yep. Um, but, I mean, he's been doing it the longest out of all these second basemen. He's already won an MVP award, got a career average over 280, hits about 25 to 30 a year. He can steal you a bag when you need it. Got a little bit of speed there as well. And he's also a gold glove second baseman. He's probably the best one here. But, again, you know what? He fucking cheated. And he cheated against my team, which is – you know I love cheaters unless they cheat against me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Makes sense. All right, so well, why don't you jump into your honorable mention here? Okay, uh, my first honorable mention is Brandon Lau for all the uh, stats that Sean gave about him. He's a solid player down in Columbus Bay. Number number two, I have the Moose, Mike Moustakis, nice. Cincinnati. And then the third guy I have, he was a rookie last year, but I feel like he's going to be a good player, is Kevin Biggio. Yeah, well, um, our list is exactly the same. Just change the order up a little bit. I had Moustakis, then Brandon Lowe, then Kevin Biggio. I think Biggio is going to be a stud. They've got some young players down there with Guerrero Jr. Is it is he a junior, Sean? Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, five girl junior. Yeah, and the uh, and the shortstop Bo Bichette as well. I think they're doing some big things, and they just went and got Ryu. So I think they're going to be a fun team up there. In Toronto, I mean, Biggio only hit 234, but he was also a rookie. He got hot towards the end of the season. And then Moustakis, I, I think he was a huge pickup for Cincinnati. He had 35 bombs last year, hit about 255 with 87 ribbies. Um, I, I think he just barely didn't make it into this top five for me. Um, so that's that's my honorable mention, Sean. You got anybody different? Yeah, I have Colton Wong in here. Um He's up and down for me. He's too up yeah. and down. Yeah. No, I hear you on that. He he was a tough one. And honestly, I'm jealous as hell of Will's pick from that kid from Milwaukee because I do think that he's going to project to be a, a stud in this league for a while. 
Cole Wong is up and down, but he did hit 285 this year. He's not a power guy, but 59 RBIs. He's a speedster, plays good defense, good up the middle with uh, Paul DeYoung there in St. Louis. I have Kevin Vigio as well for the reasons you guys said. Has a lot of pop, struck out a lot, especially struggled against lefties. But, um, you know, that's young player stuff that will probably even out. And then Mike Moustakis playing second base now for the Reds. That's a great pickup, and he's a, he's a damn good player and has been for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Why don't we move on to third base, boys? Will's Will's going to be excited about this one. I got a feeling. Yeah, this is going to be a fun fun list to see where we rank these guys. Yeah. So uh, at uh, five, I have Eugenio Suarez of the Reds, and I have Matt Chapman, Alex Bregman, Anthony Rendon, and my boy Nolan Arenado. Okay. Nice. For me, I have Manny Machado fifth. Matt Chapman, fourth. Alex Bregman, third. Anthony Rendon, second. And again, I think Sean already said it. I'm sure Will will agree with it. Top five player in baseball, Nolan Arenado, number one for me. I don't care that he plays in um, Colorado. I think he'd be great anywhere. Yeah, um, I'm with you there. I, I have Donaldson, fifth. I still think he's great and got more power for that for that uh, Minnesota team now for picking him up. That's crazy. Um, I got Matt Chapman four, so we've all got him there. This is not a knock on him, and it really sucked having to order these guys at all because they're just amazing. But I have Arenado third. Oh, my God. I have Will, Bregman. He's just going to keep slapping you in the face. I have, I, I have Bregman second, and I have Rendon first. Uh, is that sucked. recency bias? It, part of it is, yeah. Because, I mean, Rendon, what he did in the postseason for Washington, and also, you know, Bregman's been to two championships, and he's had two incredible, three incredible years. Um, it's not to take anything away from Arenado. That's the hard part. And you can absolutely tell me I'm wrong on this, and it's not – I can't really make an argument other than championships. <laughs> so, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, why don't you lead off with your number five? I like him, Eugenio Suarez. I took him because if you look at the year he had last year and you look at his stats throughout his career, guy batted 271 with almost 50 home runs, 103 RBIs, an OPS of 930. If you look at his years, stat, it goes up every year, average, dingers, RBIs. And the guy's a solid third baseman. He's not a Nolan Arenado. He's not a Bregman. Uh, defensively, he's not Chapman. But the guy, every year, his stats are going up significantly, and that's what you want to see out of a 28-year-old third baseman. Yeah, absolutely. He definitely snuck into my honorable mention, but I kept him off the list. I kept Manny Machado on the list. This guy won a platinum gold glove at shorts at a third base, and he's also won multiple gold gloves, and he's still just a stud. I mean, he's he's still in his 20s, and I just think he's – a couple years ago, we would have had him as one of the best players in baseball. Now he's kind of hidden out there in San Diego, kind of his own fault. He's only 27 years old. Last year, he was down with the average at 256, but he still hit 32 bombs, and he's a career average of 279. So give me him over most of the guys at third base. That's very fair. Uh, both of those guys, by the way, Suarez and Machado, are in my honorable mentions. I'm going Josh Donaldson. I think he did such an incredible job for that Braves team, um, adding that veteran middle-of-the-order presence with a young, really talented team. Hit just under 260, but, you know, put up 37 homers, 94 RBIs, 96 runs scored, still plays 
a top level third base. And I'm excited as hell to see what he does for this Minnesota team because that team is just littered with with power. Yeah, he was just outside mine. He's still got a lot of pop though, so he he definitely should be interesting. Will, why don't you give us your number four? My number four is Matt Chapman, probably the best third baseman in the American League. Uh, guy's got an absolute cannon. Uh, has the big hits when you need them. Um, uh, one of those guys that hustles all the time. You know, no, uh, not a no-name guy, but like a guy that's very quiet about what he does, and uh, that's why I have him at four. Yeah, only twenty-six. Hit two forty-nine last year, but he gave you thirty-six bombs. I bet you he gets that average up this year, right around a hundred RBIs. Doesn't steal you any bases, but again, he's. He's like the Nolan Arenado. I know they went to high school together and all this shit, so it's a shitty comp for me, but he's the Nolan Arenado of the AL. I have him fourth as well for all the reasons you guys said. I, I, I do as well. I don't think he's better than Bregman, though, and that's the only reason I, I, I have him at four. I don't think he's surpassing him as best third baseman in the AL yet, but he's a tremendous player. Will, give me your third. How about you let Sean go third first so I can gush about my boy for a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, I don't want to take this. I'm just going to put Arenado here, and again, I hate every reason why I had to. The other guys have just been to titles and have won and have played huge in the postseason in World Series. Um, so that's why I have him third, but it's not a knock on him. That Rocky team isn't good enough to be there. The guy just puts up stat after stat, year after year, defensively, is probably the best in baseball. All right, let Will gush. It's just he great. Will said he was going to gush, not you. I didn't give you permission to gush. <laughs> I wasn't. I was just stating simple things, and I was going to let Will go. All right. All right. Go ahead, Will. No one Arenado, as Tom knows, is my boy. He's my favorite player in baseball. Guy last year, and I could say it every year, hit 315, 41 home runs, 180 RBIs, OPS of 962. But if you look at his career average, yeah, he plays in – uh, Colorado, but Tom said it earlier. He could play in L.A. He would still have the same numbers. A career two ninety five hitter. It's unbelievable. Three time with three time Gold Glove winner. Like yep. the guy does it all. And you know, there is, in my opinion, there's not a better third baseman in baseball. And there are some that are close in uh, uh, Rendon and Bregman, but they haven't had the exact same stats every single year. And a guy that you can count on. Hey, two outs in the ninth. I need a dinger. Dinger for Arenado. Yeah, I agree. He's also won a platinum glove award, so that means he was the best fielder in the league. And he's only 28 years old. That's why I got him number one as well. And Sean, you talked about the championships. Again, when we do our NBA tomorrow, that's definitely going to count a little bit more for me. But with baseball, I mean, you look at a guy like Trout. Obviously, we all had him number one because he's the greatest player of all time. But Trout's right. never done shit, and it's like baseball and football as well. It's more of a team-oriented sport, and there's only so much Arenado can do. He can't pitch. <laughs> no, listen, man, you're, you're 100% right. And honestly, I don't love making that excuse for baseball. I just – if Rendon and Bregman weren't playing or playing at the levels they were, it, it, Arenado would be the consensus one. I think even last year I would have put Arenado one. I just I, – I can't get how good Rendon was in the postseason out of my mind. And cheating or not cheating or how much, or much I hate him, Bregman's just fucking awesome and has had so many big plays and moments in the postseason. Yeah, okay. So I'll, I'll need my number third first so, you know, he can gush about him because I had him three and Sean had him one. I have Alex Bregman third. But before you go, you know, you talked about the championships or whatever. And, yeah, Anthony Rendon yeah. just won one with the Nationals. But now he's in L.A. 
you know, he's with the Angels. He, you think he's going to win a championship there? Why can't you comp that to Nolan Arenado? Oh, Will with a comeback. I love yeah, it. no, you exactly. The only thing is, is you can't take the one away. And if he was a passenger and he hit like, you know, 250 and didn't do a whole lot, I'd be like, yeah, sure. I, I just, I get it. He, he was awesome and he can go to the Angels and he can never make the playoffs. But 2019 had a World Series champion and Anthony Randone was a driving force for that World Series championship team. It's not a knock on Arenado. It's just an enhancement for Rendon. I'm with you there. I mean, I had him at number two. My number three we're going to talk about right now, and that is Alex Bregman. The guy hit 296 last year. I don't know how elevated that is, boys. But he also had 112 RBIs, 41 bombs. What did he finish in the MVP race? Second? I believe so, yes. Um Almost 170 hits, scored over 120 runs, and he plays a gold glove caliber third base. He's a great third baseman. He's just a cheater. He is. They all are. Yeah, but, and, yeah. but you know, that honestly, the cheating didn't keep him off being number one or number two on my list. I just think my number one and my number two players were better, being Anthony Rendon at two and Nolan Arenado at three. Totally fair, won, and, and you know, you you guys are again. I can't tell you you're wrong about Arenado. I just I I love Bregman as a player. I I, I part of that is I hate playing against him, and I think that's what makes a lot of great players. Is he's the guy you'd love to have on your team, and everyone else despises him. But yeah, forty home runs, two ninety six, one hundred twelve RBIs, scores one hundred twenty two runs, plays a Gold Glove third. Has had a lot of big play moments in the postseason, and yeah, he, he, I just like him a lot. All right, so who are we talking about now? Because we've pretty much talked about everybody. I just said Rendon for one. Yeah, Rendon is my number two. Will, what's Rendon for you? He's got to be top five. Rendon, Rendon's my two as well. All right, boys, you want to talk a little bit about Rendon, Sean, since he's your number, what is he? Number one, yeah. Number one, go for it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, 319 this past year, 34 home runs, 126 RBIs with 117 runs scored, 6.4 war. Uh, that's a that's a big deal. And, you know, we talked about the Nationals deciding that they were going to invest in Juan Soto. Right. And that's what part led to them letting Harper go. They also knew they had Rendon for one more year, at least. And I know they made him a huge offer. The Angels just went nuts for him. But they don't win a World Series. They probably don't even make the playoffs without what Rendon did for them this year. And he's also a top-tier defensive third baseman. Had a big-time home run in Game 7 against Granke to put them back into it. And you're right, Will. Like, he could go out there and he'll finish with one championship. But he has one championship, and he, he was tremendous through that run. So I love him. I like, I like Arenado for the big picture. But right now, 2020, I have Rendon as my number one third baseman. Listen, you can't go wrong with the top three either way. Will's just got a real soft spot for his guy, Arenado, as well. I don't blame as him. I. I don't blame you guys. I do, too. Um, but let's move on to our honorable mention. This, again, just like right field, it's a pretty loaded position. Yep. Will, mm -hmm. why don't you jump in? So my first honorable mention is Manny Machado for all the reasons you stated him in your top five. Guys, a gold glove shortstop, and now goes third base in San Diego. Still stud. Um, number two, I have Josh Donaldson, just like how Sean had him in his top five. Uh, guy with massive pop. But now my third one, a new position for him, is Jeff McNeil of the Mets. 
Yeah, man. I mean, he won the batting title last year, right? Yeah, guy that's going to hit way over 300, and he's a solid fielder, and also you can put him anywhere. So, I love that pick. He's going to be a really good third baseman for them, too. He just If we were doing top 10, he'd be in there, but in my top eight, I just put Justin Turner in there. He's still awesome. Uh, Machado as well, and Suarez as well. All right, so for me, I cheated. I did a top 10 again. Sorry, boys. I felt like these guys should be mentioned. I did McNeil, Donaldson, Justin Turner, Eugenio, Suarez, and then I also added a Jose Ramirez in there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he could be in there. He had a ter- I think he had a down year last year, but again, a couple years ago he finished what, second in the MVP? Like so, third behind Judge and uh, behind Judge and Altuve, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think he's definitely deserving of being mentioned on this list. Um, but, you know, I'm going to cheat a little bit. Why don't we move on to shortstop? Real fast, one other guy, just as Yankee fan love real fast, Gio Urshela, up-and-comer. I love him. All right, that was really fanboy. I wouldn't put him on this list. <laughs> He's awesome. <laughs> he obviously is not on this list. He's a fun player when he bats eighth. I will I will give you that. Um, yeah. All right, so let's move on to shortstop. Go ahead, Will. Uh, at five, I have Marcus Simeon. Uh, four, I have Blaber Torres, just because this is his first year at full year shortstop. He would have mm-hmm. been higher. Three, I have Francisco Lindor. Two, I have Javier Baez. And number one, I have Trevor Story. Okay, mm. you're a big-time uh, Colorado fan, huh? That's my second favorite team outside the Yankees. All right, you're, it's like Atlanta for me. For me, I had at number five, Trey Turner. Number four, Fernando Tatis Jr. Number three, Javi Baez. Number two, Trevor Story. And number three, Francisco Lindor. Number one, you mean, right? Yeah, whatever, dude. I'm, okay. I'm tired. I went, I went Correa, Bogarts, Baez, Story, Lindor. Okay. All right. You're still, you still showing a little love to Correa there. Will, why don't you lead off with your number five? Uh, number five, I think Marcus Simeon, just based on the year he had last year. Well, the guy's not a very good fielder. Makes a lot of errors. Always is top three in errors, but... The guy hit 285 with 33 dingers in a huge ballpark with 92 RBIs. Um, I just feel like this is the kind of year he can put out all the time. Uh, he just has to work on his fielding and throwing. He always has an issue there, but I feel like he could be a top five shortstop, and that's my top five. All right, all right. So for me, I have Trey Turner. Um, big time in the playoffs. Last year he also hit basically with um, – one hand on the bat, pretty much, on his follow-through because he had a broken finger that he didn't get repaired until the season was over. Will also knows that he's my guy. Last year alone, including that injury where he was out for about two months, the guy hit 298 with 19 home runs. And I don't even have the stolen bases up on this one, but a million. And he's a 291 career hitter. So he's a great player, and he's also a really good fielder as well. Good pick there. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. Uh, I went Correa, number five. Again, the cheating sucks, but it doesn't exclude for me how good of a player he is. And he was hurt this year for a while, still put up 279 with 21 bombs and 59 RBIs. He plays a great shortstop, and uh, you know he's been a big-time postseason performer too. Yeah, for me it was just the cheating and then the down, the down couple years that it kept him off my list, but – well, why don't you move on to number four? Uh, number four, I have Glaber Torres. Uh, we really don't have to go into this one for how much Tom gushed about him at second base. Uh, <laughs> but the guy, Tom said it perfectly before, he's a future uh, gold glover at shortstop. 
Uh, and, you know, when it's all said and done, yeah, he'd probably have a good, better career than Derek Jeter. Oh, I love it. Will's on the train for me. I have Fernando Tatis Jr. This is just more what he can be. The guy's probably, what, top three fastest players in baseball? Agreed. Yeah, he's up there, right? I mean, last year he was it, it was somewhat of an injury-plagued year, but he still figured out a way to hit 317, 16 stolen bags, 53 RBIs, 22 home runs. Over 100 hits, scored 61 runs, and also played a gold go- gold glove caliber shortstop. I think he's probably going to be closer to number one and possibly number one on this list when we do it again next year. Yeah, very well could By the be. Way, he's only 21. I know, it's insane. He's in my honorable mentions. I have Xander Bogart's number four. Um, kind of a lost year for the Red Sox, but not for him. 309 average, 33 homers, 117 RBIs, and 110 runs scored as a shortstop is absurd. Um, he's been really good for a long time and uh, has two championships under his belt, too. So um, I'm putting Xander Bogart's in my top five. Yeah, he just missed it for me. I hate the Red Sox. That might have been more of it. I'm kind of biased, I guess. All right, Will, why don't we move on to what do we have? Number three for you. Yep, number three is my num- is your number one, and I have Francisco Lindor at three. Um, switch hitting shortstop, extremely talented defensively. Hit 284 last year with 32 dingers. Has a lot of pop out of the little guy, and also steals bags. Had 22 stolen bases last year. Um, very solid. That it, you know, on my list, there's just two shortstops I like above him and Baez and Story. I hear you, man. I just put him over it. I like the switch hitting. I also like – I think the 284 is kind of on the low side average-wise for him. I think he can get that up over the next couple of years. I just like him a little bit better than Story just for the Colorado effect. I won't give it to Arenado, but I'll give it to Story. Um, and then, yeah, for me, he's just number one just because of the bags he steals as well. Um, but for me, I have Javi Baez at number three. Will, who was he for you, number one? Number two. Number two, so I'm going to go into detail about Javi Baez. I don't want to steal your thunder, but he is your number two, not your number three. This guy had an incredible year. Very, um, Almost, I would put him up there, maybe 2018. He could have been in the MVP conversation as well. 2018, he had 290 with 34 bombs, 111 RBIs. This year he fell off a little bit, but he also only played 138 games. Might have had an injury in there, 281 with 29 bombs, but he's an absolute stud, and he's a really slick fielder as well. Got a cannon for an arm. Sean? Yeah, yeah, I have him three uh, for all the reasons you mentioned. He's a fucking awesome player. Also another guy that loves playing the game, that it's not a job. Yes, yes. I just think of him in that World Baseball Classic, getting the guy on the stolen base from Molina's throw a couple years ago. That was just awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah he's, a, he's a tremendous player, but... Yeah, Will, you you have him number two. Yep. All right, so for my number two, I have Trevor Story. Um, I'm going to let Will go into a little bit more detail on that since he's his number one. So, Will, why don't you take over for us? Sean, you had Trevor Story there as well? Yep. Will, right, go Will, ahead. Go ahead, Will. Well, I took Trevor Story just because, number one, and maybe Tom alluded to a little bit, maybe it's the Colorado effect, but this guy had a career here last year, batted almost 300 with 35 dingers, 85 RBIs, and 23 stolen bases. Also has a cannon for an arm. Uh, isn't that sick of a fielder like Lindor and Baez, but makes all the plays that you need to make. And, um, you know, I just think that that's what he's going to be doing every year from now, and especially in Colorado. You know, you can expect close to 330-plus dingers a year, close to 100 RBIs a year, and he's going to steal 20-plus 20, 20 bases. And uh, another guy that goes out there and plays 162 games. So, 
Yeah, I mean, the top three, I think you could take any of the three guys that we mentioned and, and they would be right there for you. Sean, did you have Lindor at number one as well? Yeah, I did. He's just been the best shortstop in baseball for the last few years, and I think he's one of the faces of the game as well. I don't know what kind of contract he's going to get on the free agent market, but it's going to be absurd for all the reasons you talked about before, Tom, the switch hitting, the stolen bags, the pop, the the average, everything. He's just he's an overall great player. Yeah, absolutely. You really can't go wrong with anybody, honestly, anybody on our list, but anybody in the top three, really, because we kind of just moved them around there. All right, yeah. well, let's move on to honorable mention for you, my friend. Uh, my first honorable mention for all the reasons you stated him, Tom, is Fernando Tatis Jr. The guy's going to be a top three shortstop in his career. Um, then I have, uh, uh, um, what's his name, uh, Xander Bogarts of Boston. I probably would have put him in my top five as well, but I hate Boston, so. But then my other one is is kind of it's not Carlos Correa because he's a cheater, but Jorge Polanco of the Twins. Okay, he got a two ninety five last year, twenty two dingers, seventy nine RBI, uh, seventy nine RBIs. But the guy's also a slick fielder, a switch hitter. Um, you know, he makes all the plays that you need him to make, and I think he's up and coming as well. I think he's only twenty six years old. Um, a guy that the Twins really count on in the middle of that infield. How about you, Tom? All right, so for me, again, I cheated a little bit, but what the hell can you do? I wanted to get some of these names in there. Number one, I have Xander Bogarts. Sean, you already mentioned the numbers. He had a great year. Two was Marcus Simeon. Um, it was only – I don't know if this was one of those one-off years because he's been in the league for a while, but it was a great year. Another guy I have is Carlos Correa. Um, Corey Seager. People forget about him in L.A., but I think he's going to be back to being great. I think he was a top – MVP candidate. He also won Rookie of the Year a few years ago. Coming off Tommy John surgery, he was forgotten about. But he's just another guy, which goes to show why I think the Dodgers should be favored to win the World Series this year. And then I have Paul DeJong and Polanco, um, like Will alluded to earlier. Okay, yeah. Um, I, I, I went with Glaber Torres because he played shortstop the entire – you know, the first two months of the season last year when Didi was hurt and um, he's going to be there for the long haul. And he's just, I, I do hear you guys on the Jeter thing about him being statistically better. I mean, one thing for sure, he has a lot more pop than Jeter ever had. Uh, and he was the Yankees best player aside from Lemayhew in the po in the postseason. I mean, he, he absolutely killed the twins and Astros. So I love him. Um, Tom, obviously, you know, you said everything else about him. I have Tatis Jr. too, just for what he can be. He projects, like Will said, to a top three, four stop in the game. And I have Corey Seager. I, you're right, Tom. But I, people forget, you know, just because he missed last year as to how great this guy is, former rookie of the year. He's an absolute perennial all-star at the position. Yeah, absolutely. I think this year people are going to remember him after forgetting because I think he's going to have a big-time year. It's going to be easy when you're seeing straight fastballs with that fucking Dodgers lineup. All oh, right. it's crazy. So let's move on to relief pitchers. This one was tough. I honestly didn't even do an honorable mention because I think we can spend 10 years on it. Just Yeah, I think we could I think we could talk about relief pitchers forever. I think every team's got a couple good ones. Um, so let's jump into relief pitchers. Hey, Tom, before we jump into relief pitchers, are you shocked that Tyler Wade wasn't on Sean's honorable mention list, like, anywhere? Yeah, man, I'm honestly shocked that he just didn't go up and down the Yankees, you know, single through AAA roster and just name everybody. 
Yeah, yeah it's also pretty amazing that you put a guy. It's also great that you put Glaber Torres at second, although he won't be playing there anymore. I just so. had to give him a little love. That's my You guy. can. Then put him in his right position. I don't know what to tell you. Okay. All right, Sean's a little salty. Let's take it easy on him, Will. you got to walk on eggshells with this guy. All right, let's move on to relief pitcher. Will, give me your top five. This one was hard. This one is definitely hard, and I did maybe one guy that just is a relief pitcher and not a closer and then a bunch of other closers. And my top five is Seth Lugo at five, Liam Hendricks at four, Araldis Chapman at three, Josh Hader at two, and Kirby Yates at one. Okay. All right, so for me, I had Liam Hendricks at – I think we had the same one, just a little mishmash to order there. Hendricks at five, Lugo at four, Yates at three, Hayter at two, and Chapman at one. I guess I'm really not making a good case for me not being a homer. Yeah, no, you're actually doing a terrible job with it. <laughs> but um, I went Hendricks five. I went Batances four. Oh, uh, up here, up, Sean, there we go again with the homer. Well, I'm not a Met fan, so um, Kirby Yates three. Josh, the Mets yet. Well, he will be. Uh, Josh Hader two, and Aroldis Chapman one. All right, well, let's jump into your five. I took Seth Lugo at five. I know you have him at four, uh, and the guy's not a closer, but you know, pitched to a two seven ERA last year, threw eighty innings. Another guy that uh, just comes into the bullpen and locks things down for the closer until Edwin Diaz blows it. Um, but, you know, a guy that should be a closer if Batanzas wasn't there, but he's probably going to be the eighth-inning guy unless Diaz turns his stuff around in New York. Yeah, and you said he's he's not a closer. Well, he was the Mets' best closer last year. And yeah, he was agreed. by far their best relief pitcher, probably their only one that anybody trusted coming out of the pen. Um, definitely deserves to be on this list. For number five for me, I have Hendricks in um, Oakland. I think he had a great year last year. I think there's more to come from him. Guy throws, what, a million miles an hour? Something like that. A million and one, maybe. Um, Nasty slider, too. Yeah, he's just absolutely filthy. Pitched to a sub-2 ERA. Uh, 25 saves. I think he's going to save a few more with this up-and-coming Oakland team. What do you think, Sean? Yeah, I have him at five as well. I mean, he appeared in 75 games, had 25 saves, 140 to 124 Ks. Um Pitched to a 180 ERA. Yeah, this guy's awesome. He's a he's gonna be a, a top tier reliever for a while. He's from Australia too, so interesting. All right, Sean, who's your number five? He was my number five, William Hendricks. Oh, sorry, I just wasn't paying attention to your opinion. All right, number four, Will. Well, we can skip my number four because I have William Hendricks at number four. I have Seth Lugo at number four. So we talked enough detail about him, Sean. I'm going Batances. Um, I just look at him as a comeback guy. Uh, he's a, He was an all-star for four years in a row, which is really, really difficult to do. And if you ask baseball fans who might be the best reliever who's not a closer in the in baseball since 2014, it would be hard-pressed not to put Batances up there, especially with the volume of innings that, he's, that he had, too. So um, – I'm going to put him here just because I think he's going to be the reason that Met bullpen actually turns into a strength for them. Because you've got Lugo. You hope that Diaz is going to be somewhat better. But if you plug a, a sure thing in like Batanchez, his swing and rate, his swing and miss rate is absurd. Um, I think another kind of like what you made the point with Seeger, Tom, before. I think because he didn't pitch this past year, we forget how dominant this guy is when he's on the mound. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta agree with you there. I think it, had he pitched, first of all, had he pitched this past year, I think the Yankees might have re-upped him. 
Um, as well as we probably would have him number two on this list right behind Chapman. Um, what uh, what do we have for number three for Willie Boy? Well, I'll let you guys talk about him because I have him at three, and I know you guys have him at one, but I have a Roldis Chapman at three, so I'll let you guys take the floor on that. Tom? Sean, you're the resident Roldis Chapman number one fan. You know I love him, but he's kind of your uh, Mike Trout, Glaber Torres for me. You know, okay. I don't like him as much just because the domestic violence thing, whatever, but go ahead. Go for it. Oh, yeah. No, obviously that sucks, um, <laughs> but I'm not, you know, we're talking about the best relievers, so the off-the-field stuff, you know, just doesn't matter right now with this list, but, I mean, the guy's been the best closer in baseball consistently now for how long? I mean, the Cubs gave up their entire future to get him to win the 2016 World Series, and then he comes back to the Yankees. He's been an all-star each year. And he's just they're the Yankee fan and I think a baseball fan, they hear closer and they think like you gotta be Mo. Nobody's ever gonna be Mo again, but this guy, I mean, you know he's saving most of your almost every single one of your games. And what I like about him, with the exception of this home run by Altuve, he seems to he seems to pitch really well in pressure spots. Like he's that closer that can't get out when they're up five. He needs to, you know, be up two with the bases loaded. But he's just, again, 37 saves this year, 85 Ks, 221 ERA, 1.101 whip. He's a he's a tremendous pitcher. Yeah, man, I definitely agree with you. I think Will is just a complete idiot for having him at number three. But, hey, it's a personal list, right, Will? That's exactly right, and that's why I have your, your guys, I think, your number three at number one. Because if you look at the year 38s had last year, 1.19 ERA last year with uh, in 60 innings pitch and struck out 101 guys for the San Diego Padres. I mean, come on, the guy had a guy had a career year. Like, yeah, he doesn't have that. He doesn't have that uh, stat in his longevity in his career. But I just went off, you know, what happened last year and what produces going forward, and that's why I have him at one instead of three. And you know, Chapman would have been up there earlier for me, but I just went based on what happened last year. And Chapman had a great year. Don't get me wrong. You know, I, I'm a Yankee fan. He, he, it was between him and Hader for flip of the coin for two and three. Yeah, man, I, I agree with you. I think he had a great year. I just like to see a little bit more of it. Um, but again, I just take Chapman. Maybe I'm a Yankee homer. Call me what you want. I'm not Sean. I'm not a Yankee boy. Um, but, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> You know, I just think I, I like Chapman. When you give Chapman the ball, the game's over, in my opinion. And yeah. Bruce did that last year. But Chapman, I just have more confidence in. He's done it for a longer time. Um, Sean, how do you feel about that? Oh, couldn't agree more. I mean, he, Yates had a tremendous year. And, again, it's like I, I love what he did. Was but Yates I your number three? Yeah. All right, well. I just can't put him ahead of, of guys that have been dominant at the closer position for years. All right, so with that being said, why don't we move on to number two? Do we all have Josh Hader across the board? Yes. yes. Look at that. How fucking smart are we, boys? Look at us. Look at us. Good job. <laughs> all right, so well, why don't you talk about Josh Hader? We'll go around the table, and then that's it. That's it for uh, the only The only knock on Josh Hader is he has given up a few home runs. And he's racist. And, uh, okay, maybe he is. I don't know that personally. I know he's a friend of yours, so maybe. Oh, shit! That's not <laughs> oh my true. God. That's not true. I only brought up the Jew thing because we're Jewish, Will. Face facts. Thanks, Grandma. Anyway, <laughs> um, so, like, 
I, I mean, outside of Chapman, can you tell me a guy in Major League Baseball that has nastier stuff than Josh Hader coming from the left side? No, of course Absolutely not. not. Guy throws close to 100 miles an hour with a, what, 79, 81-mile-an-hour slider that's also unhittable. Uh, he did a lot for the Brewers' bullpen, and the reason that he's not one for me, which, you know, he should be one, but the guy pitched three-inning saves like it was his job all year for the Brewers. Yeah, I mean, you don't see a lot of Goose Gossage-type 7 million pitch saves nowadays, but he's the only one that's really doing it, right, Sean? Yeah, he is, but and, you know, that's kind of feeds the Chapman argument, right? I mean, down the stretch in 16, the guy was taking the ball every single day and pitching two innings for a Cub bullpen that was not very good and just, you know, did left his body out on the line there for that team, so... I, I do appreciate that aspect from, from those relievers. Yeah, absolutely. So we pretty much talked about Will's number one and Yates, So, and we talked about our number one already, and that being Araldis Chapman. Any honorable mentions to throw in here? Uh, yeah, I got a couple. Um, one guy that's up and coming and I think is going to be a good relief pitcher, maybe closer. Well, not up and coming. He's older, but it really shined this year was Ryan Presley of the Astros. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's definitely one. Yeah, I got him here too. Uh, and then also, I had um, I had to throw him on there because I didn't do it for catcher, but I, I knew Smith it. Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, no, I also, really like Will Smith. And then also, to be honest, even though I hate the Red Sox, I have Brandon Workman. John. Yeah, I have Workman, Presley, and I have Ottavino as well. Fucking Yankee boy. Yeah, I mean... Uh, 1.9 ERA. Like, what do you want? Like, do you want me to just not pick players that are good, that are on the Yankees, or what? Well, what do you think? Is he a Yankee boy? Yeah, I'm surprised he hasn't said the name Jonathan Wysica before. Yeah, or Holder. You guys literally leaving guys off list because you don't like the Red Sox or the Astros. (laughs) Make the worst arguments of anybody I've heard on podcasts. I can't like, wait for Nate Scott Brocious to come up. Yeah, right? I, I like the Will Smith pick. Um, I, I do like Ottavino, and Britton is another guy I really like. I mean, the Yankees have a stacked bullpen, let's face facts. Right. And I would honestly throw Batantis on that honorable mention as well, just for what he's done um, over the past couple years. And I think the Mets got themselves an absolute steal. I think they have a one-year deal with, what is it, a player option or a or is it a team? I think it's a mutual option, yeah. So I, I think it's I think it's like it'll be based off of incentives. I think um, that he'll reach in his one year contract. Well, listen. Either way, I think they got a steal. Why don't we move on to our last position before we talk about pop culture, whatever else you guys want to talk about, and that is the starting pitcher. This is another one, even more than the relief pitcher. Where there's a lot of guys that are going to be upset when they listen to our podcast because I know they all do, and we leave them off the list because it's just absolutely stacked. Well, I just want to let you guys know ahead of time that I'm going to leave Garrett Cole off because he's a Yankee, so apparently I'm not allowed to do that. (laughs) You've been holding in that joke since, like, second base over here. Yeah, no, I mean, Cole's definitely on this list for all three of us. Well, why don't you give us your top five? Okay, so uh, my top five five goes like this. I have Jack Flaherty at five, Justin Verlander at four, I have Max Scherzer at three, Garrett Cole at two, and uh, I think everybody's number one, Jacob DeGrom. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, for number five, I flip-flopped with Flaherty and Walker Bueller for a while, but I went with Walker Bueller. Number four, I have Verlander. 
Number three, I have Scherzer. Number two, I have Cole. Number one, I have DeGrom. I did not put a lefty in there. I don't know if that's a sin, but, you know, I, I don't know. All the no, there's just, aside from Kershaw, I don't think there is one. I mean, I have Corbin in an honorable mention, but yeah, I think same. he's probably the next closest, right? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. Kershaw, if you want to go back five years, I guess you could throw a Bumgarner in there, or maybe a Hyunjin Ryu, but... Nah, they're not top five. Guys. Also, for the sake of lefties, you could say Blake Snell. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could. Former, you could. Cy, Young, former Cy Young winner. It'll definitely but... be thrown on the honorable mention. Yeah. Um, I went Strasburg five. I went Scherzer four. I went Verlander three, Cole two, and, of course, DeGrom one. So okay. we both have the same one and two. Yeah. Okay, so you threw Strasburg on there. I feel like number five is really the only one that you can interchange for this list. Well, why don't you talk about your number five? I took Jack Flaherty. I mean, the guy's 24 years old. He pitched to a 2.75 last year. Obviously, the record wasn't that. But as we know, records don't matter when DeGrom wins a Cy Young when he doesn't have a good record. But the guy had a .97 whip in 196 innings. He had 231 strikeouts. The guy's 24 years old. He's just going to get better. And I just want to see what he does going forward. And that's why he's top five. And, you know, in three years, he could be a top three. Yeah, man, I agree with you completely. He just missed this list just because – I like Walker Bueller's stuff a little bit more. I think he's got a little bit more pop on the fastball, but I think Flaherty is a really good number five. For me, it was Walker Bueller. I think this guy's going to take the reins from Kershaw over the next couple years. He's only 25 years old. His ERA was a little elevated last year. 3-2 sticks, so still a good ERA. 14-4, um, and four, obviously on a good team. Um, 182 innings pitched, um, but... I mean, this guy, 215 strikeouts, 1.04 whip. He throws 100 with a nasty hook. He's got all the pitches he needs. Coming out of Vanderbilt, which is like pitcher university, I think he's one of the top five pitchers in baseball. Sean, what do you think? Yeah, I have both of those guys in my honorable mention. So, I mean, they're going to be in the mix for sure. I have Strasburg fifth. Is that recency um, bias as well? It, not as much. I, what, I don't hate I mean, it. I don't hate it. He's always had. He's always had the stuff, right? I mean, when you look at just pure stuff, stuff. I mean, Strasburg is about as up there as you can have him. But this year, I mean, he took the ball thirty-three times, pitched over two hundred innings, two hundred fifty-one Ks, went eighteen and six with a three-three-two, and then yeah, he had a really good postseason as well, which never hurts. Uh, and got a big-time contract from the Nationals. I think it was seven years. So I'm going to put him at the back end of my top five. Yeah, World Series MVP, right? Uh, Might have been. I, I know that I think he won twice. So, yeah, he, he's definitely up there and, and was, was a fantastic, fantastic, reliable pitcher for them, which, you know, National fans – they never really blamed him for how good he was. Like, if he was not good enough, he just wasn't on the bump enough. But, you know, he took the ball 33 times, like I said, this year in all the games in the playoffs. That that mattered. Will, give me number four for you. I have Justin Verlander at four. Guy was 21-6 last year, 2.58. Guy's 37 years old, but he pitches like he's 28 years old. 300 strikeout, 223 innings. I mean, I think this guy can pitch until he's like early 40s with the way he pitches. And it's not all about the fastball anymore. It's more about the junk and off-speed and hitting spots. And that's what makes him who he is. And, I mean, obviously he plays for a cheater. And, Sean, I didn't leave him off my list because he's a cheater. But, you know, what? he does it all. So I, I can't, you know, have him out of my top five. Well, I was going to say, if you're going to leave Verlander off for being a cheater, I need you to just not not give opinions on this <laughs> no listen i i have him at number four as well me and will are in lockstep 
I mean, you talk about a guy where Will's right. He's he's definitely spotting his pitches more often than he did when he was younger with Detroit, but he still throws 97 to 100. And I mean, he's he's the next one. He's Nolan Ryan 2.0. Yeah, that's a good comp. He's just one of those crazy guys, right? That's why I have him at number three. I mean, 34 starts again, 223 innings, 21 and six, won the Cy Young again. I mean, this guy is just incredible what he does it for his age and with as many as many miles in that arm that he has. Yeah, he's got an elastic arm, really good delivery. Just makes you wonder what they're putting in the water down there in Houston or what they're sticking in their ass, like maybe a noodle. <laughs> Well, and and remember too is they had like it's just all those advanced analytics that other teams weren't doing yet. Yeah, so he went to the perfect team for that, and obviously for other reasons. So number four for me, I had Scherzer. He's just dependable as hell. He pitches hurt. He pitches deep into games. And another reason why that national team went to where they were and eventually world champions is their bullpen really sucked for the majority of the year. And it was very incumbent upon guys like Scherzer, Corbin, and Strasburg to not only take the ball every five days, but go deep into games to make sure you were not getting into the underbelly of that bullpen. And Scherzer is about as much of a workhorse as we have in this league, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I actually have him at number three, 290 ERA. I mean, the guy's got 243 strikeouts in only 172 innings pitched. Um just an absolute stud. Uh, I mean, the, the top five here, You again, the top four, pretty much you could take any of these guys and be happy with them. Will, who do you have at three? I have Max Scherzer as well and for everything that you stated about him. And the guy's a winner. The guy, he doesn't want to come out of a game. He doesn't care if there's 130 pitches. He, he says, I got this guy. And that's, a, that's what you want out of a starting pitcher. He knows how bad his bullpen is. If he, if he can give him eight, eight and two-thirds innings you know, every time out, that's what he wants to do. Absolutely. Sean, who's your number three? Verlander. Verlander. We already spoke about Verlander. Coming in number two, is it for all of us across the board, Garrett Cole? Yes. All right, Sean, you want to talk a little bit about Garrett Cole, and then me and Will will tell you how much of a fanboy you are? Yeah, sounds about right, right? (laughs) Especially since he hasn't pitched a game for him yet. Yeah, he's only 29, by the way, everybody. Yeah, I mean, he's just... What more do you need to say about a pitcher? I mean, he's got the power. He's also got the finesse. And um, he, he's going to be that that typical ace, right? Seven, eight innings, three runs or less, every single start, 35 times a year. And, um, you know, again, two, 326 strikeouts in 212 innings. That's ridiculous. That's not fair. Honestly. With a whip of .89. <laughs> yeah, no. This guy was the best pitcher in baseball last year. I mean, I know Verlander won the Cy Young, but I just think Cole was better last year, period. I think it was like they were – I think if there was such a thing as a co-Cy Young, they both should have, like, shared it. They were both that good. Sean is from the Participation Award um, era, I see, Will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the number one, by far the best pitcher in baseball. Over the last few years, and that is Jacob DeGrom. Will, why don't you talk about Jake? I know he's your boy. Uh, I love Jacob DeGrom, and it's a sad thing that he plays for the Mets and not us. But you know what? He holds that team together. He's the face of that team. Uh, Guy goes out there. He pitches eight innings every single game. Usually the bullpen blows it for him. That's why his record's 11-8. and 
But, uh, you know, I mean, the guy still had, in, in his words, a down year last year, and his down year is 2.43 with 255 strikeouts in 200 innings with a whip under one. That's like a down year for him. And a Cy uh, Young to boot. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, though, which, which is funny about Jacob deGrom, on a, good, uh, a team that's good, that has a good bullpen and a good offense, Jacob deGrom's a 20-game winner every single year. Yeah, I, I can't argue with that. I mean, there was a streak, was it last year or the year before, where he didn't give up two runs for shit the whole season, basically? Yep. John? Yeah, I, I, I don't have much more to, to give on him. He's the best pitcher in baseball right now. Yeah, not even close. Not even close. All right, boys, honorable mention time. Will, why don't you go down your list? I have uh, Walker Buehler as my first honorable mention for all the things that Tom said about him. Uh, number two, I have Mike Clevenger. And then number three, I have Blake Snell. Okay. All right. So for me, just to name a few, I have Flaherty, Ryu, Granke, Kershaw, Corbin, Strasburg, Clevenger, Bauer, Syndergaard, and Snell. <laughs> I'm out of breath. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. I just want to name Flaherty. every rotation next time. Yeah. <laughs> I went Flaherty, Bueller, and I put Patrick Corbin on this list, too. Yeah. I mean, all, all these guys could be in the top five. It's like it's just what we wanted on our list. But Exactly. I mean, Bueller could be a number one on a team that didn't have Clayton Kershaw. Same with Patrick Corbin. Same with, you know, Jack Flaherty. You know what I mean? Yeah. And again, it's like, what do we, what's cool about like all three of our perspectives is like, do we value. That one year, that's just tremendous. Do we value upside more? Do we look at guys that mm-hmm. might have the postseason pedigree and maybe the little bit longer and secured resume? It's you know, it's always up for interpretation. All these players are great. Yeah, absolutely. All right, that was a yeah, long. Before we before we go into pop culture and stuff we're talking about in quarantine twenty twenty, <laughs> I wanted to hear your guys' version of AL NL MVP for this year. AL NL Cy Young. All right. Well, well. Why, since you since you suggested it, why don't you give us yours first? Okay. NL MVP, Nolan Arenado. Okay. He knew that was coming. <laughs> um, AL MVP is tough. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Whew. I don't want to be a fanboy. Don't want to be a fanboy. I'm not gonna be a fanboy. I'm gonna go with Mike Trout. Okay. Whoa, he's not going to be a fanboy, so he's going to take the consensus pick for the last 10 years. I I was just going to say, fanboy or not, take the fucking guy who you think is going to win the award. And then, uh, let's see, AL Cy Young, I'm going to go with Garrett Cole. Okay. And then NL Cy Young, I'm going to go with Jack Flaherty. All right, all right. Sean, what say you, my friend? I'll go Soto MVP in the NL. And I'll go uh, Trout. Obviously, it's just why not the best player. It's like, fuck it, why not? For uh, for Cy Youngs, I'm going to look at uh, Walker Bueller to take that next step in the NL. You fuck. And then um, I do I do believe that Garrett Cole is going to is going to do that um, for the Yankees this year. All right. So for me, NL MVP, I'm going Acuna Jr. Of course he is. There you go. Yep, that's my MVP there for my AL MVP. I mean, just give him the award now. It's Mike Trout. For my NL Cy Young Award winner, I'm going to stick with Sean on this one. I think Bueller takes that next step as well, and he really grabs the reins from um, from Kershaw this year. And then for my AL Cy Young Award winner, I'm going to go off the board here. I'm going to go Clevenger. Nice. That's a good pick. It's not off the board. I mean, we all mentioned him in our honorable mention, but 
Uh, he's obviously you guys took Cole. He's not a top five pitcher, but I think he might vault himself into that number five spot. Oh, he had a great year this past year too. Yep, absolutely. All right, boys, what have you guys been up to? I mean, today, guess what I did today, fellas? Play Call of Duty. Aside from that, because you and I did play. Um, you went for a run. No, Sean, what did I do? Prep for the podcast. All right, you're making it a lot harder than it should be. You guys suck. <laughs> I obviously deep cleaned and vacuumed my apartment again. Jesus hey. Christ. Yes. Jeez. My mom's phone also broke, so I had to go up back home and uh, fix my Aunt Grace. Well, my mom, but Will's Aunt Grace's phone. Um, we did a little social distancing fixing of it. Turned out it couldn't be fixed, so I was on the phone with um, the mobile service, whatever, for about three hours. So that was my day today. I watched a little more Game of Thrones and played video games. Tom, how are you liking Game of Thrones? Are you sad you didn't get into it before? No, I'm not sad. I, I'm glad I waited till now. I mean, no, no better time than now to pick up a new show. It's pretty slow, honestly, to start. But people keep telling me it's going to get better, so I guess I'll take their word for it. Again, not enough sex for me. <laughs> well, you know. Sean, what, what are you doing, bro? Any podcast, anything new? Yeah, you. I said Sean. Um, no, not really, man. Honestly, I was just doing this today, getting ready for the pod, and uh, go work out every day and just call it a day. That's kind of it. Wow. Not bad. Not bad. Now, now Tom, the real... The real serious question is, what poster does Sean have on his ceiling? Is it Glaber Torres? Is it Garrett Cole? Or I, is it Gio Urshela? I have uh, definitely Gio Urshela. It's Gio Urshela for him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then I have Glaber Torres, the all star second baseman, uh, next door. He's got oh. that one above the toilet in the spank. <laughs> yeah, for how much of a shitty pick that was of yours as putting him at second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what have what you been up to? Anything good? Um, what, what's the definition of same shit, different day? I actually went grocery shopping today. Wow. Uh, it was a good time. A lot of, a lot masks? of, I, I mean, I didn't have a mask on, but everybody else did basically. I hear they're making um, it a law, almost countrywide. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a law in New York right now, uh, not in Connecticut. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, a lot of six feet apart from people. Uh, and I just wanted to get out of there as fast as possible. So You know what gets to me with the grocery stores? And, and I just want to say this if people are listening. If you're that fuck that does it, including you, Will. Honestly, you deserve to have to be run over by a car. I don't know if you'll live or not. We'll leave that up to chance. But, you know, they put these arrows so that you walk down the aisle. And you're supposed to go one way and then the other way. There's people that are just like, oh, I need bread. I'm just going to fucking go whatever way I want. Thank you. Like, your life is that much more important than me that you're going to go and risk giving me corona and or getting corona. You're putting yourself at risk, too, to to disobey the arrows. And I've just honestly, because I've gone to the grocery store a few times just to get out of the house. I've just blatantly straight up said, oh, I, I guess it's your world. I'm just living in it. Like, I'll just shout that out. Dude, as loud as I can nothing now. worse. And that's the thing. Like, people just think that they're the most important and that if they can't walk 10 feet to get something that, you know, their whole life is inconvenient. Like, get the fuck over it. These are rules we all have to abide by. 
and you're the asshole that's making everybody, you know, worry if they have corona or not. Couldn't agree more. Well, uh, you're not, very not, quiet. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I might. <laughs> Don't be that guy. I, I'm not that guy. Well, I, I well, what like today? But then I went backwards to get my DiGiorno pizza and I made a mistake <laughs> instead of making the Answer me around. this. Answer me this as we're all quarantined. What fucking rush are you in that you can't make the loop again? Tell me that right now. That you have such important business to fucking attend to that you can't make the loop around to prevent corona. What I was at doing? the end of the frozen aisle and it, it hit me. I was like, holy shit, DiGiorno pizza. I was like, should I loop around and come over? And you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go all the way back. No, I'll just get people sick. Yeah. And then I went into the freezer and I did one of <clears throat> one of those and I grabbed it and then I followed the arrow back. So it wasn't really a big deal. It was, it was 15 seconds. You know? Listen, and there's just, nobody, there was get, nobody I got an extra mask. I'm happy to give it to you if you need it. Get a mask and just obey the social distancing laws. Everybody, That goes for everybody out there. I'm glad we have a bad guy like Will on this <laughs> podcast that just exposed himself. To make an example out of, everybody should be obeying these fucking laws. Agreed. All right. Are we, Are we done here? Yeah, we're done. I'm sorry about that, Will, but you got to okay. you have to get called to the carpet. I'm, on I'm still I'm still not gonna be able to sleep tonight about what Sean bashed me over Gary Sanchez earlier. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's fucking right. Well, we got a thirty dollar bet on that one, boys. It's Gary yeah. Sanchez. And Tom, you're not exempt from this either. I was defending him as my number two. You were defending him as number one. Hey, I no, didn't rip I can't wait to FaceTime well, both you, of you. Well, you should have. I can't wait to FaceTime both of you when they're like, defend oh. your Defend your pick. Oh, I, can't, I can't wait to FaceTime both of you and be like, oh, well, and the NL, uh, NL MVP is Wilson Contreras. Whoa, okay. Pump the brakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. I'll, I'll be looking forward to that day too, Will. Yeah, it'll be a fucking cold day in hell. All right, boys. This was fun. Um, we will be back later. We got NBA tomorrow. I think Will's taking the day off for that one because uh, there's not enough Kansas Jayhawks in the league. Does Allen Iverson still play basketball? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a good All right, yeah. Stay the fuck inside and uh, properly go up and down the aisles. Yes, sir. Bye.